Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Welcome back to CORE, everybody. This is CORE, episode uh, 279. This is happening on Thursday, August 26, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson with Joe... <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> President Joe Biden. And uh, no, he would be uh, too sleepy for our show. Hey, it's uh, John Jagger, I meant to say, and uh, Bo Schwartz. Uh, you put John and Joe together, or John and Bo together, you get Joe. All right? You see what I did? J-E-A-A-U. Is what I is what I did. Hey, good stuff. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We're doing core. We got the video game talk. It's a uh, business uh, business as usual in the old industry, and here we are doing commentary on it. Uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy yourselves. Uh, before we get going, real quick, uh, a shout out to anybody who is interested in the yearly free comic book day prints that I do for the Frog Pants Network. My daughter and I do them every year. We've done done them since twenty eleven or twenty twelve. I forget. And uh, it's a free print, and you say to yourself, wait, isn't free comic book day in, like, May? Well, it used to be, but then things in the pandemic kind of changed that, and then it was in August, and so it's still August, but we technically missed that date. Look, we got our own timeline is what I'm saying, so go check it out this Saturday at frogpants.com slash store. doesn't matter where you live or who you are. You get these 100% free internationally, uh, nationally, doesn't matter. We do it every year. It's a fun tradition. Uh, we'd love you to get your free prints, so go check it out. I did King Shark this year, and Carter did her version of Polka Dot Man, from, uh, both of those from The Suicide Squad, which just uh, came out. Here's a quick uh, pre- preview for the chat room. There you go. Polka Dot Man from Carter, King Shark from <laughs> me, and uh, good times were had by all. Anyway, if you want those hanging on your wall great. for free, 
Go check it out this weekend. That'll be Saturday. All right. I think that's all I was told the promo before the show. Let's get into it. Uh, and the charity for the Broken Heart Stone still continues till tomorrow, and then it goes down. So everybody should know that. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's dive in to what's going on. Gamescom happened. I was going to stream some of this, and I never did because they were weird times, you know? It was. It was yeah. very weird times. Yeah, I don't but want that's to. Because it's on the other side of the world, right? Yeah. Is, are they actually holding it? Is is an actual event this year? It's still going, right? Uh, oh, you mean like with people there and stuff? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I I wonder if one of uh, Delta scared them off and they just went a different way. Because uh, I just watched a bunch of Jeff Keeley on a stage passing to people in their homes, and I never actually saw like an audience. Gamescom roundup, uh, opening night so live. It was direct. Yeah, it looks like it's all video. Okay. So the Germans decided not to cram everybody into a little space. That's probably good. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, they there's a bunch of stuff got announced, and I guess it's still technically going. I think there's stuff going all the way through the weekend. But um, some of the bigger things have happened. So we'll go through a few of these, just kind of share our thoughts around the table. Um, I noticed the Epic Store had uh the saints row three or the third for uh the remaster for free this week so that's one of their free games this week oh is it it is to get that so i went and nabbed it uh because i i kind of want to replay that game but i definitely don't want to play the old old build of it i want to play the whatever's enhanced about it and uh even though i heard it's not that you know that big of a difference uh it's at least you know it's something plus it's free so go get it if you want it for free anyway uh that thing is, I haven't played it, I haven't started it yet, but that's one of my favorite open world games of all time. And uh, guess what? Good news, I guess, if you're excited about that sort of thing. I have a lot of questions about it, though. But we have a new Saints Row game coming called Saints Row. Yep. Not Saints Row 5, because that's where we'd be, right? 5? Uh, is it 5 or is it? Well, Yeah, it's, it'd be 5. It's like a reboot. It, it would be the fifth one, but this is technically a reboot. So Yeah, like, a reimagining. A uh, like like movies do when there's a new new version of Batman, you make like three of them. It's different than the last guy, and then you wait a bunch of years and then you do it again. It's like that. That's how this. Feels. I mean, honestly, it's probably the best thing for the series. Uh, you know, that series was not afraid to go places, and where it went was the destruction of the entire Earth and the Saints being lost in the uh, history of of time and mankind. Um, you know, once you've gone there. <laughs> It's hard to come back and follow it up. So maybe it is time to say, well, let's tell a new story. They certainly don't. It doesn't look like they've lost being a bit outrageous, although, you know, you're not superheroes in it. Uh, But it it still definitely seems like it's going to be treated very tongue in cheek, very over the top, um, very similar to the themes of those uh, later games. Yeah. And it's uh, Volition again making it. So same folks, same people. Volition, Mike. Do I have the right name of the damn studio? It's, I think I saw Volition. It's yeah. not sounding right for some reason in my head. Anyway, it's the guys that made um, that awesome uh, uh, Red Faction Guerrilla game, and then went and made a third one, which was bad. And then they stopped making Red Faction games and instead made the Saints Row series. Now I understand the need for uh, new IPs and new ideas, and Saints Row uh, ended up being a big hit for them. But uh, could you please go back and make a Red Faction game is what I'm really asking for here. So that'd be cool. Let's get that done. Yeah, it's Deep Silver Volition. There you go. 
Uh, so so that's, it's yeah. uh, it's one of those that kind of all got rounded up when uh, what's its name went under. Oh, uh, 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 THQ, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. And then now with THQ reborn, not reborn, THQ Nordic, they own all this <laughs> Remastered. shit. Remastered. Yeah. So yeah. they just yeah you know, they just put out these. Actually, they've done a pretty good job. All the Nordic stuff that that has happened, I think, has been pretty good, including that Red Faction Gorilla Enhanced Edition. Plays great. I'm really glad they did it. It feels real good. That's a good game. I mean, it doesn't look great anymore like it used to, but no, it's still cool. Um, but anyway, Saints Row happening. It's a tra- There's a trailer out. Uh, the still images, I think, are misleading. They don't make me think of Saints Row at all. But the actual uh, trailer is very Saintsy Row, like really over the top. Um, I noticed right away that they're in some kind of desert and maybe Vegas is involved and you know how I like all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm in, uh, lots of things, lots of purple. People are wearing purple or cars. I got some purple on it. Saints yeah, row. Purple's a very saints row thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's the color of royalty and saints row. Those are the, oh, and, 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 um, and Prince, uh, I think are yeah. all, all the purples. Anyway, that looks all right. I'll play this. It's saints row, you know, let's, yeah. Get in the car and go go blow I'm shit up. I'm excited to see somebody else's take on it. Now, that said, I still think I had what uh, I believe to be the supreme idea for a sequel to Saints Row 4. All right. Which was you make it because they got their start as a uh, parody of Grand Theft Auto, right? right? Right. You make Saints Row 5 a parody spoof instead of Red Dead. You set it in the Wild West because they were lost in time at the end of four. So they all wind up in the Wild West. Yeah. And then over the course of the game, you kind of start like a normal Western game. But as the game continues, the technology and uh, weapons and vehicles and stuff from modern society start to appear alongside them and you go crazy with that. So you've got like tanks going through a Western town. You basically back to the future three it. Oh, and I think bad. that would be awesome. Yeah, that's not bad. I'd play that. That's not a bad idea, John. You should work for Volition Silver Linings or whatever their name yeah, is. They need to just call me up because that <laughs> game would be cool as hell. I agree. Bo, do you have any? Uh, do you have any love or connection to these Saints Row games at all? Does it sound fun? Mm, nope. Nope. None. Nope. I think you might Zero, like it. Zilch, it's so no it's, interest. It's so over the, the top. You'd probably love how over the top it is. It's ridiculous. I just don't like open world GTA games. Oh, they're man. they're act. They, they're aggravating. Yeah. And like, I include Yakuza in that. I played Yakuza Zero. I'm like, I don't need. Yeah, I just don't enjoy. I just, this is not appealing. I mean, it's fine, but it's not. I mean, you beat Cyber- Cyberpunk. Yeah. That's a GTA like, right? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and arguably, it does have some of the stuff I don't like about those games in it, but I like Cyberpunk stuff. So, willing to forgive those things to play a Cyberpunk game. Sure. I feel you. Or not forgive, just, you know, endure. It, yeah. Rather. Yeah. Endure. Yeah. Like, always endure if you can. Oh, man, they're in Vegas. We're going. I'm getting, I'm getting this game. Sorry, I'm watching this trailer again. And of course, I'm going to play this. I'll totally play this. I like open world games. Some of my favorites are the weird ones, too. Like, I really like the Mad Max open world game that not enough people played. You really should if you haven't uh, played that to completion. I liked um, what was the one set in Hong Kong? Uh, Oh, oh uh, uh, sleeping, sleeping dogs. Sleeping dogs. I love sleeping dogs. I beat that. And uh, 
Whoa, Bay Bayel and Lel in the chat says this is a game one or day one game pass. Is that confirmed? That's a big deal if they get this for game pass. That's pretty good. Well, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens with that. There's also Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb. I put this on there because I I don't know. I'm a sucker for when people kind of juxtapose something super cutesy and should be friendly and then do kind of horrific overtones with it. Sure. So it is this game about a cute little uh, lamb and a woodland uh, critter family, and they are a cult and they are sacrificing people to their dark gods. And it's about summoning uh, otherworldly creatures and beings and stuff. And uh, it has me incredibly intrigued as a result. I love the art. I love the animated uh, trailer intro. Um, I like Devolver Digital. I pretty much love everything about this, so I'm in. It looks great. Uh, watch for that. Coming soon. When did they didn't say? 2022 or end of this year? Uh, 20, they don't say. Maybe sooner than later. I know that the other things, not, the, the Saints Row business is a, is a year off, so don't get too excited about that right away. But uh, if you're looking to play a demonic possessed sheep, good news. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. That's what I've hmm. always wanted. Yeah, and it looks good. There's a little bit of bullet hell in there that I'm not so sure about, but it's not always my favorite thing. But maybe that maybe that'll be okay. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Doki V, which sounds oh, like here some we go. Anime okay. bullshit. Tell me here's, about this. Here's <laughs> now. Here's a game. <laughs> okay. So I'm Bo, glad Bo's on board with this too. This is from the Black Desert Online people. Hell yes, <laughs> and you can tell. You can tell. Do we need to describe what it is first for anyone who might not have watched it? It's like a weird Pokemon meets Grand Theft Auto. I mean, it's you're a, a it's children's a television show. It's an MMO. Know. We should say that it is absolutely an MMO in the sense. Oh, that, it's an MMO. Oh yeah, you're, you're playing this game really? like uh like a, like think about Black Desert. You may you may not pay monthly or something, but you're this is a huge world with a whole ton of other people all playing in it. Oh, I just thought it was a single player open world game. I didn't realize it was an online game. No, this is a whole like you know. All the trappings okay. of MMOs. Like. So it, you're basically children with, if your imagination could come true and you could fight things. It, the, the battle movements, the animations, the ridiculous things you do, it's like, it plays just like Black Desert Online. Like I can see it, the teleporting, the floating, the re- yeah. even when they're fighting a boss, there's a circle around it so you can't leave the zone while you're fighting the boss. Like, it's just, it's almost like, an amazing reskin of black desert online. Yeah. Um, It's the weirdest thing because it came on and immediately I wanted to be kind of jaded about it and be like, all right, whatever. And then I started with, Oh, well this would be a cool thing for the kids probably. And then the more I watched it, I was like, screw the kids. I want this video game. This video game looks neat and compelling to me. Yeah. looks insane. You have a hammer that's like small and like it's a toy kid's hammer that turns into a giant building sized hammer for a move. You got like a Ghostbusters like gun. You got like turbo rollerblades and skateboards. They have a vacuum cleaner. I don't know. It's just it looks it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And And the traversal is insane. Like these jet jet skates and freaking skateboards and just some really cool like, I will, get around stuff yeah i will say the one thing is like the kid faces are a little like um possessed doll scary looking a little bit yeah <laughs> there's a there's a tiny uh-huh. element of like uh creepy <laughs> creepy kid but it it looks fun as hell like yeah it looks like a good time yeah 
It what it tells me is that they are trying to get some of that. Um, it, well, a you get kids in big open worlds. There's big money in that, and basically Roblox uh, is the leader in that space at the moment. And if you want some of that, you got to do some some crazy stuff. And I think this is a great way to do it. But I totally want to play this, this like, too. This game looks like a Pixar, like like it's Black Desert. And like one thing Black Desert gets right is just the animations are the sickest out of any MMO or even like a single player game. Like the sheer combination of moves and like flourish that you do when you hit and cast spells. Like it's all here cranked up to 25 yeah. rather than, you know, like it's just ridiculous. like no kid like it'll it, it'll be interesting to see if that's that that really sells to kids versus games that look crappy but have other gameplay things that this clearly probably won't have because it's so graphically intense right right but it's just so nuts like it's 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 and i love it there's just so much going on on the screen it's well something you crazy. did something you kind of alluded to that, that i think is a is an important thing here um the people, the, sorry, the people, the kids that are normally super, super way into what, you know, into certain kinds of games is sometimes only because their friends are playing. Other times it's because it's the popular thing to do. But most mm. of the time it's because it plays on their shit tablet or their old PC or their crummy old console. And they don't have right. to have the latest and greatest. This thing looks like whatever it's going to run on better at least be either the new consoles or a decked out PC and anything else is not going to quite cut it. Whereas yeah. these guys can take an old iPod touch and play Roblox for days and be fine because they're yeah. not really there for the graphics. Yeah, so, so I think that's a but really good point. But if they can get dad yeah. invested enough to put it on the game console that they have, yeah. uh, then they win. So I think maybe that like that part of me that's like, I kind of want to play that. Like, I don't want to just get this for the kids. I kind of want to try it. Like it might work out to their benefit because it might wind up on their uh even if little, their PCs and tablets can't play it. Yeah. It's a little sad to hear that find out it's an MMO though. Oh yeah? Cuz cuz like Black Desert is microtransactioned up the Oh, there's a I lot see. of and there's a lot of they do a lot of as good as that game as great as the art and the fighting is, it's like the polar opposite when it comes to like, you know, in-game financial systems, uh tech like quest text and like just the story is just super bad like I'm just, it makes me a little nervous I'm, just, I'm a little nervous like like it's gonna be really aces on one hand and be an absolute disaster yeah. uh hard, hard to say from that gameplay trailer because it just looks like scripted you know fights it and, looks like they're black desert when you, when you watch advertising for black desert you're like this game it looks so cool yeah it looks why bad. is everyone playing final fantasy 14 this is the best thing and then you get it and you're like oh oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh <laughs> yeah oh, it's a you, it's an odd whatever this could be totally game different to hold my wallet that's weird but i guess i want to play so sure here, hold uh, my wallet yeah you're gonna give it back right okay <laughs> never trust anyone who says let me hold your wallet it's never a good idea. It's called Doki V. Doki V. Or is it Doki V? I don't know. Doki V. Doki V. It looks. Uh, I thought it was Japanese at first, but it's not. It's, it's uh, Korean developer. Korean, thing. yeah. Same with yeah. same with Black Desert. Yeah, it's Korean developers. And they and I, I'm, I have a personal like a like a fascination with uh, Korean developed games for some reason. I don't know why. Just they attract me. The game I'm looking forward to the most this year might be Lost Ark, another Korean you know, development, something about their sort of, you know, influenced by anime, Japanese art kind of culture stuff, but their own flavor on it. 
and the kind of gameplay they make in their games. I don't know. There's something there that that always drives me to their games. Oh, wait. So. Oh, wait. Breaking news from chat room, and I just checked it out online, too. Uh, it was announced as an MMO, but it's moving to an open-world action-adventure game. Really? So it will not be an MMO. Really? When did they change? When did they announce Probably that? have an online component. When did they say that? Because I swear they just talked about this. Like uh, Updates, August 26th, uh, literally today. <laughs> what? Okay. So it was, we initially introduced it as an MMO, but we decided to move the game to a different direction, and now it is a creature-collecting open-world action-adventure. But regardless of genre, we're going to have fun. Uh, for, we're going for a fun, vibrant, and adventurous they got called out for the thing, very things they said. Like, you like, probably did, dude. There are people who have spent. There are people who have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in transactions. Like it's, it's when I say it's like, oh, it's bad. It's bad microtransactions. It's really bad. Like it's really, really bad. It's worse than like trading card games. It's worse than any MMO I've seen in terms of the potential for money spending if you're sick and have a problem. Well, what if it's? Is it because it's a. It, are the items more it's expensive? It's because you, like, you don't go to dungeons to get items. You have to enhance items. Mm. And enhancing items in the last five tiers of difficulty, there's 20 levels of an item quality. In the last five tiers, you have to combine. So to get a tier two, you have to combine, I think, two or three tier ones yeah. into a tier. Okay. Yeah. And there's a chance it fails. So you have to, you know, grind up a resource to ensure that the failure chance doesn't happen then when you get to that third tier you need three of the second tiers so now you're collecting 12 and then to get the other tier you have to get you know a whole bunch and it's all chance based yeah and to get a so like the top tier things are ridiculous and that's per gear slot and it has the game has a lot of gear slots so you're spending resources on doing things to help you improve your character for PvP or for PvE content and the potential for sickness is there. It's 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 terrible. So hold on. Are they um can you grind I don't know all? am I making sense? So no, like no, no. you're you totally making like a, sense. But here but yeah, let me you, let me ask you this. If they if does the game give you the option to grind all that or or is it money only and Oh yeah if you want to spend a year doing it <laughs> So it's that bad. I'm sure you could grind it all out if you spent your life doing it and then think of the sad, depressing, depressed person you'll become yeah. doing an activity like that. Like you're, There's so many games in the universe. The days of like spending time and making a game your lifestyle game, like it's almost a stupid thing to do. I'm sorry to say in 2021. Yeah. You know, there are every day there's a new day. We do this show and I swear we cut co- the game. We cover less games than there are per week that get launched. <laughs> you do three gaming shows and you don't cover them all. That's true. A there's week. A lot. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's just no need to be spending time doing these things anymore. And and uh, but, you know, they're stuck in the patterns of five, ten years ago. That's my opinion. Like I'm just like, ugh, like. That's why I stopped playing Black Desert. I would keep playing if it was more like WoW, and at least I could do dungeons and get like items in them that are cool. Like, nope. Uh, here's your gacha mechanic. Yeah, and the gacha mechanic is very uh, well. Like Alora for real says in the chat, "Welcome to Korea." Yeah, they like that over there a lot. They really they, they do they they that. don't they don't nobody likes it. It's exploitation. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying. And then is they like making and then the people that are exploited it. rather than admit they were wrong or that they're running their lives incorrectly or made a mistake. They fervently are the defenders of such terrible practices, and that's how 
that's the state of video games in 2021. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But they, for whatever reason, they have they have really hitched to that boat over there in terms of how they want to get their games paid for. Really yeah, I like guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I, I want to agree and just be like, yeah, that's what you guys like, and yeah, that's your culture over there. But I actually just think it's purely exploitative, and people just accept it. Yeah. Where does uh yeah. where does that one come out of that's uh you, everyone says is the ultimate gotcha game the 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 Zelda like thing what's that called I can't think of the name uh, Genshin, Impact? Genshin Impact Genshin Impact yeah that's yeah. a that's a Korean joint I, I think I I, I dropped no it's Chinese is it I I dropped it because of that very reason it was like in your game when you have a resource that you can grind and you put daily caps on it so i have to come back tomorrow even though today's the day i have 6 hours to play your game yeah. and not, i don't that's that that's when i'm out that's when they're and then they offer you oh but you can buy you can buy you can speed up the process by buying it yeah. a little bit of that is okay i think the best game to have done that correctly was warframe because it was just it was manufacturing you could just speed up manufacturing sure uh, it, it wasn't egregious, but I think I think ninety nine percent of the time it's terrible. And Genshin Impact is is it's another v- variety of that. Yeah, like, yeah, the very popular you, one of those. So it's like you can't you can only do more missions if you buy basically tokens to do the missions. Yeah, which you can earn, but you have a cap on what you can earn. So if you want to do more of your daily quests or missions, you got to buy tokens. And it's like, yeah, it, it, that, that's how arcades work. Well, I, so I get it, but isn't I don't, the, isn't the good news is that. that if they're five, ten years behind everything else, and I don't mean Korea, I mean this this kind of um, monetization. If it's that far behind the times, that tells me that we'll get past it. Like I already feel like in a lot of ways, Western development is past it. There's still a lot of free to play games, but they're not this egregious. Not like they used to be. Um, most of the really yeah. egregious schemes are coming out of mostly Asian development. But if they're, you know, if those concepts, those monetization concepts are five or 10 years behind, they'll catch up and then we'll all be together. I think for me, the concern is, is, but look how popular and successful they are. Like, look at the attention Genshin Impact gets. They just announced it's not on our list, but uh, they're putting Aloy in Genshin Impact. Are they really? Like, oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's one of those things where like. Instead of looking at it and going, no, nah, unacceptable, we're not going to take it, uh, we're <laughs> actually giving them record numbers of downloads and success yeah. uh, for those practices. So it might be a little longer out than you think. But then you do hear stories about, like, Lost Ark, for example, uh, which has uh, got quite a reputation yeah. uh, outside of the United States as a, a game where you can pay your way to victory. Um but that oh, it's being man. changed for the U.S. market yeah, to not be it. that way. Yeah. So mm. it, it it's one of those cases where maybe they are identifying that the U.S. market that doesn't work, and maybe if you know if Lost Ark is successful here under that, maybe you will see more companies go. Ah, we can't do that there. We'll come up with another way to make our money. Yeah, I hope so. I don't like it much either, but um, yeah, it's it's weird. I I keep hearing Fantasy Star on Fantasy Star Online is super egregious in this regard um pokemon unite is egregious yeah. uh, by the way uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about that a bit later but i bought those boosts that didn't do anything for me i got called out I, i'm not sitting on a high horse right i'm a victim of this all the damn time that's why i gotta be, be proactively vigilant and actually express it because i buy stupid stuff that was a waste of money mm. uh and pokemon unite is now sort of starting to show it's uh 
terrible. Not, not that it was a big shock, but it's actually pretty egregious, too. So the games that get my respect are the ones that say, hey, we're free to play, but here's here's some stuff you can buy, and it's always cosmetic. Uh, or in the case, like Heroes of the Storm, you had to buy characters. Or, I don't know, different games do it different ways. But my my main thing is if you're going to give me idea or cool things that I may want to purchase that look cool, I'll I'll probably do it. I'll throw you some money. If you're going to say, well, you're all out of energy points today. You you can't go on until you come back tomorrow or pay 99 cents and get, you know, free energy or whatever, however they say it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got over that that mobile stuff years and years ago. I don't need to do it in my PC yeah. games or my console games. Forget it. That's my, that's my metric as well. If I if I can't spend what I consider the cost of the game, $60 on a game. Now, if it's free, that means if I put $60 into it, and feel like I have a complete game that I can play how I want, when I want, and feel like I'm getting a good experience, then it's a ripoff to me. Yeah. Like, it's plain and simple. I have no problem giving a free-to-play game money, but if I give a game, you know, 50 or $60, yeah. I expect that to feel like a complete video game package then, at yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's fair. And so that's fair because that's the I, that's exact kind comparison. of how I gauge it right. and and look at content wise because I always get a little iffy on talking about value, you know, because that's such a, you know, how do you how do you gauge someone's value? Like it's really hard to say like oh, but it's worth the money. Well, if somebody doesn't have that money, then it's not because they can't afford it. Right. If somebody has a ton of money, then yeah, sure, it's sure. a great deal for them. I don't like getting into that, but what I do know is. Did I get a decent video game experience for $60? Yeah. And if that answer is no, then stay the hell away from me. I like subs too. Subs are fine to me. Yeah, subs are okay. I mean, let's talk let's let's say Star Trek Online, for example. How worth it was it for you, John, to spend $200 to become a lifetime member? How uh, how, how how did that all pan out? Well, here's here's what I bought. I bought the feeling that I can go back to that game whenever I want. Uh-huh. And know that I can have uh, pretty much as ideal an experience as I possibly can. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. Star Trek Online, yeah, that was a mistake. Because I played more in the beta than I did when it actually released. Mm. And and I made my decision to get the lifetime sub based on my beta or alpha and beta playtime. I was like, well, if I'm going to play this long, I'm going to spend over $200 in subscription fee. Yeah, easily. Easily. Then the game came out. And I think like Mass Effect 2 came out or something right around that same time. And I never went back to Star Trek online. If I were but, you, I'd uh, check in because I hear it's pretty rad right now. Like it's come a long way and is really fun, supposedly. And if you have the lifetime membership, you have access to all the perks and all the stuff. Yeah. So yeah. you should. I, I could check it out. I still like that game. There, I didn't stop playing it because I was like, oh, well, this became a garbage game. I just went on to other things and never felt the need to. Uh, Never felt the need to go back, but um, I know that it's there, and I know that I'll have a good experience if I ever uh, if I get into it. So yeah. that'll be fine. Yeah. Well, will you get into a game that I would describe as kind of XCOMy in the Marvel universe? How does that land on you, right there? Like uh, maybe I'm at a big maybe with this game. I if you had said, "Hey, XCOM, but with Marvel characters." I'm in. That sounds amazing. And I still probably am because I like Firaxis as a developer and I think they make good games. But then they went out and said it shares zero systems with XCOM and I went, well, that doesn't sound like XCOM in the Mar- with Marvel characters. That sounds like you're making your own thing. 
And now I don't know what it is. And so now I don't know if I'm excited for it anymore. But I do like Marvel. And it avoids all the issues that I had with that Avengers game that came out. These characters look stylized. They look cool. They even do their own takes on a lot of the characters where it's like we're going to put them in our like yellow and black Deus Ex, uh, you know, feeling outfit. Sure. And I still think they all look really cool. I think it's the coolest Wolverine has looked in a long time, the way he looks in this game. Yeah, he's so I, I'm really excited from an art aesthetic, from the characters that they're using, from, you know, the developer, all of that very good. But I want to know what the game is, too. Yeah, well, that'll be good to know. Hopefully it's uh, in the vein of something Firaxis would, would make normally. Like, this, that's what they do. They make turn-based strategies. They made, you know civilization they make XCOM. they make these games and 2k publishes a lot of games like it and the idea that they would be making something with that team and it's just turns out to be some little action adventure fest that would be weird i just can't imagine it not with those strategy pro, uh, uh, chops and i think there is confirmation that it's turn-based so that's enough of a system that they share for me you know i mean i do like turn-based yeah no doubt about it so for access yeah, like, turn-based how, um, there you go <laughs> How unlike XCOM will it be? It's like, move, if it's turn-based, move the character somewhere, pick an attack <laughs> option. Like, what is it going to be? Like, they're going to plant flowers or something? Like, it, it, you know, I'm sure it's not going to be like XCOM, like, Commander, you know, plant your uh, Doctor Strange cube in this part of the <laughs> underground. No, it wouldn't be Commander, it'd be Captain America. But this prompt, like, there's going to be a home base, right? You're going to have your roster of heroes that you have. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe it'll be more story oriented and less like XCOM's kind of roguelike in that sense where anything can happen and you pick from the best options that are presented from randomly generating. Maybe it's le- maybe it's a little more linear, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be, you know. I guess did you play that Phoenix Point? Was it that yeah. they released? Yeah, I like Phoenix Point. Was that that was more of a linear experience, right? Yeah, it was. Right. It was a uh, it's it's X XCOM people, and it shows it's very much an XCOM kind of game. They have a couple of tweaks, but for the most part, Phoenix Point is is almost not not like a skin. It definitely feels different in some ways, but it it's XCOM. You know, like that's mm. what they tried to make. Um, it's, it's going to be turn-based. You're going to move. You're going to pick an action. You'll be like, this is like XCOM. Yeah. So I don't, if it's not like that, uh, it'll be, I don't know. I, I, I'm with John. I won't know what to think. <laughs> yeah. If it's not that, I won't know what to do. But if they do it right, we're talking about the chance to do a ton of flourish. And that's exciting. Yeah. Right? Like really like, sure, move a guy. He's now in cover and can do some kind of leap attack. Now, how are we going to make that look when it executes? That's what will set this thing apart. And, also, uh, I wonder if we're seeing the full roster there or not, or if there's going to be more characters. Yeah, yeah. hard to say, right? There's what did they show? There's uh, I have this. We got image right Iron here. Man, Captain America, Magic, Nico Minoru, ten, I think. That I think, new character, Blades, in there. Yeah, Blade. Doctor Strange, Blade, looking tall, man. Wolverine. Oof. Yeah, uh, not enough Blade in my life, so I'm happy to get him back in some form. That's cool. Um, Majuro I, says it sounds like chance to hit could be removed because heroes don't miss or something like that. <laughs> they don't. They don't. I'm okay with with like percent <laughs> to miss going away. Just have a 
you will hit a damage level between 45 and 85 percent or the closer you are you know i mean just don't just don't put the wimps in that's all like <laughs> next this, time you fight the wimpy aliens before you fight the big ones have the heroes just fighting badasses right off the start and make them even more like just scale it that way you know fight you're fighting vampires those are your, like they're already hard they're hard to hit because they turn into mist yeah 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 this could be cool though so keep your eyes on the prize it's called uh Where's the name? There it is. Oh, is Midnight Suns an actual comic run? Why is that name familiar? It it is a comp or it is a it was it was a group. I, I looked it up. I don't know this firsthand, but it was a um, it was a super group, and it's very magicy based. Like it's the magic side of Marvel, less of the sciencey side. Yeah, um, which makes sense because Lilith is a demon queen of some kind. And and anyways, there was like a storyline, but it was also. A comic oh, yeah, series a group called Midnight First Suns. First appearance, Ghost Rider, Volume Three, Number Twenty Eight. Hey, yeah, I'd read that. So, so it's also this like unearthed uh, storyline area, you know, that's also cool. That good things happen when you know Marvel properties do that, right? I don't know. It's oh, okay. So back in the day, it was Midnight Suns, S O N E S, and mm-hmm. the new ones, S U N S, like sun, you know, like the sun's shining bright. That way. You can have ladies in there. Is that why? <laughs> why that you would change that? Turns right? out we're going to let ladies join now. We thought about it. Because it used yeah, to be sons. Maybe. And I don't know if that had any. Yeah, it only had Johnny Blaze, da- Danny Ketch, Blade, Frank Drake, Hannibal King, Dark Hold Redeemers, and Morbius. There were no ladies. Oh, and Doctor Strange later. So, yeah, now we got ladies. You got to you gotta go where where no one has gone before, like they did on Star Trek, see? The anyway. team leader is Wong. That's amazing. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but that's pretty cool. Team leader Wong. Yep. Team leader Wong. Um, make it happen. Um, <laughs> team leader. Team leader. Team leader. This Wong is Wong. Wong. I'm. I can't. I, I stay on target. I can't do it. All right. Let's do this. Uh, let's move on to now. This uh, this uh, Halo Infinite uh, coming out this year, December eighth, is the current date that everyone is sticking to. It will be without the campaign co-op and the forge. That stuff will come later, but it will launch with full campaign, just not co-op, which kind of sucks. I think this is 50% a problem. I think it is. Well, if you love co-op, then you're pissed. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that to them, Halo is a game they play, you know, much like um, Gears of War. It's a game played with friends or family or something. And it's like, no, we go through the campaign together. Uh, in fact, I actually know three people <laughs> that fall into that camp that are Halo fans. Mm. So saying here's the campaign, but you can't play it with anybody is a huge no yeah. immediately Ow. to that audience. But what if they're um, saying online camp? What if they mean online co-op and not couch, couch co-op? Maybe that's still there. Well, I would hope that they would be very quickly correcting that, <laughs> which they don't seem to be doing. So I don't think that's the case. Well, sorry, we meant we meant no online co-op, but couch co-op is there. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, if they came out and said campaign that. co-op. That to me says if you want to play the campaign with friends, you don't get it. Yeah, but don't worry, Aloy's in this also. Uh, so she'll be there. To, just kidding, she's not she's in there. Uh, can I say something about the Aloy thing real quick before I forget? So <laughs> yeah, is it's this like, why you wrote Aloy down yeah, in the notes? Because I want to remind myself to bring this up. So <laughs> did somebody go to Sony and say, you know, that was a hell of a game that you had there uh, with the, the redhead lady? Oh, Aloy, yeah, that's her. She's great. Why don't you do more with that? Why don't you have more games, do more cool stuff? And Sony said, yeah, 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 we'll do that. 
And then they said, um, it's coming to PC. And these people that suggested went, oh, cool. That's great. I'd love to see Aloy on PC. Thanks for bringing that game over. I can't wait to see it do next. Do next. Oh, well, our next thing's a crossover with Fortnite. Oh, okay. That's okay, I guess. That sounds fine. Uh, what do you, what else? We're, no, we're Fortnite put- cro- crossovers with everyone. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't, it doesn't count very well. But then like the next thing is like, oh, we're going to put her in Doki, not Doki V. What is it? What's the thing she's in? <laughs> Kenshin Impact. Oh, Kenshin Impact. Impact. We're going to put her in there. And now these people are like, no, this isn't what we meant. We meant more cool things. Well, they're, pri- they're, they're, trying, they're trying to uh, Geralt her. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, or Ger- Ger- is it Geralt? It's Geralt, right? Yeah, yeah. Geralt. Yeah. They're trying to do that. Like, Geralt's in the, the fighting game, and Geralt's, Geralt shows up in a bunch of places. What fighting game is he in? I forgot. Uh, the Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Oh, that's right. The latest. He's, he show he pops up in a bunch of places too. Isn't he in Smash Brothers or something like that? <laughs> no, like, but he should be. <laughs> he should be in Smash Brothers. That would be yeah. great. I mean, he like The Witcher is that level, and I just think they're trying to push Alloy, 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 Alloy. Aloy. Yeah. <laughs> they're just trying to push Alloy that way, and I mean, fair enough. It's That's fine. Character. It's Why just. Not? It's fine. I expected. To, I guess we do see Kratos in a lot of things, including another Soul Calibur game. Um, mm. but. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, it just feels weird. It just feels odd that she's the one. And I really like that character. It just feels out of, out of world for her. Like just not. Well, they're pushing it a little too early. She's had one game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You usually have a couple games and then you're like, okay, you start seeing it, seeing that character pop up. And it's like, she's got one game, you know, second one on the way, but sure. People really like that game. The people who like, I mean, not to say there isn't a spectrum, but the people who really like that game really like that game. Yeah, it's a very good game. There's, yeah, there's you nothing. Don't see Zagreus everywhere. Like that won a ton of game of game of the year stuff. Yeah, you wouldn't true. like he it should, though because it's open he world. Be everywhere. Well, yeah, that's true. But but I it's mean, very. I think like uh, yeah. Dionysus should be everywhere. Not not necessarily <laughs> him, but. <laughs> hey man, good to see you. you hey Zach, man, how's it going? <laughs> well, anyway, oh, the other thing is the uh, I don't know if we've talked about this. The multiplayer is just straight up a f- open, free multiplayer thing, free to play. Did you guys know that? I don't know if you oh, knew no. this. So, so Microsoft's basically pulling a Call of Duty slash Warzone move here. Um, mm. and I don't mean that it's a battle royale. It's not. It's like you know, Halo ass multiplayer halo but the game if you if you don't get the full game i don't know why you wouldn't but if you don't and you're not on game pass let's say you're just on steam and you're like all i'm ever going to care about is shooting other people in multiplayer you're going to get your own standalone free-to-play multiplayer halo uh thing infinite game thing which i think that's kind of cool i do too i think that's great that's a great way to do it and if they really want to you know, recreate the idea that Halo is a really great destination for for multiplayer shooters, where that space has changed so much from when that was true of Halo. This is a great way to come back, come storming back, is saying, "Well, look, it's available to everybody. There's no excuse. Get in here and try it." So, I'll play it. I'm pretty excited about it, actually. Like John was saying, didn't you say you can, you know, you can just always come back to Halo Halo multiplayer. It's just like a thing yeah. that's there for you. There's there's something about that game. I just I'm always able to pick it up and just feel like I'm doing well. Maybe yeah. that's really good matchmaking and they're just putting me with people of my own skill very easily, but I, for some reason, Halo has always been the game I can come back to and feel effective in. Have you guys seen much about that Splitgate game? I downloaded it finally because I want to try it. It's on Steam. It's very popular. People really like it. 
it's like a uh, multiplayer shooter, but it's got like uh, portals in it. Portals. Yeah. yeah and I, I, saw, and I saw a little bit on it. I people were raving about this. I've, I've Multiple people coming to me and going, oh, you guys on core, you got to play this game. You'll love it. Like we're really not PvP guys unless you know you're talking a MOBA or something. No, it looked a bit fatty to me. I'm, I'm fatty. What do you mean? Fatty. Like it's like a fad. F-A-D. Oh, fat. Oh, <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit <laughs> like fatty. Fatty's wrong. Maybe it's more fatalicious. <laughs> no, I just thought um, you meant like it's fat. Like something. No, 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 about no. it. Okay. No, no. I didn't mean that at all. Pardon me. Um, big old fat game. And yeah. I don't play fat, fat game. It, it looks, it looks uh, fat. We'll say fat delicious. Yeah. Um, well, that's and, what I thought. Uh, until, yeah. So I was like, yeah. you know, cause there wasn't anything about the game itself that was particularly appealing. It's, you know, it's, it's armory dudes in an armory arena. I played this game in lawbreakers. Yes. It has portals. Yeah. Is that enough to make a game unique? I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Maybe if it feels know. really good and shoots really good, you know. Maybe it is. I'm just that's why I'm you know, I'm, I'm not rushing off to go play it. I didn't look at it and go like, "Oh my god, there's portals in the game." Yeah. Like I'm just like, I don't know. I see we'll what see. you mean though. Like it, it has the same energy right now as like Fall Guys. Like yeah, yeah there, everybody's there, very excited right now, but where is it going to be and There's also months. an energy around games that, you know, the stream like it, it was also I think there was streamers and YouTubers. It was like a that's what I mean by fad. It's like, oh, all the, oh, new game. Oh, all the streamers are playing it. It's uh, like there's a two or three week grace period where everyone's excited. Everything is the best game ever because it's a new game. And it's getting a lot of views. Doesn't mean it's really it's possible for them to oversell these things. They are marketing oh, games of course. just like we yeah. are. And, uh, you know, I'm, I just looked at it and went like, yeah, I don't know. Skeptical. Well, I uh, I'm going to try it. I got it. It's free to play. So I'm just going to give it a shot. Um uh, the description Major says in the chat is like, it feels like Quake Arena or Unreal Tournament, but with portals. I mean, that sounds pretty great to me because mm-hmm. I yeah, love I everything like about Unreal that Tournament sentence. Yeah. So I'm going to try it. We'll see what happens. And if it's garbage, I'll tell you if I don't like it. If it's uh, good, I'll tell you if it's good. We'll see. I've been playing Quake, so I'm kind of in the mood for this sort of thing. You know, just like old school arena shooters. Every once in a while, they'll rear their head and go, Hey Scott, remember me? Remember when I had like uh, nine inch nail soundtracks and uh, you could drink a lot of a really a whole lot of Coke while you played and, and uh, you know, remember that? And I'd say, yeah, I remember you that. You sure Splitgate's not annoying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like know. Because no like idea. you're going to open a portal and open it up behind somebody and shoot them in the back where the wall's supposed to be. Like there's a yeah. kind of thing that seems fun for a little while and you realize like this game's stupid and fair. Like why would I play this? Well, all I know is so if you look at the reviews, not saying reviews are the end all be all. Hell, our dear oh, Martha yeah. segment's enough proof for that. But if you look at the <laughs> uh, the Steam reviews overall, I went through a whole bunch of them. It seems to be like quite well thought of. Like players are, you know. getting very verbose about why this is cool and why it's better than the competition and why it stands out and that sort of stuff. So I don't know. It's just got my interest for a hot second. I want to play that. I want to play aliens. uh, What's a a fire team elite. Is that fire team? Yeah. Maybe I should get that. Maybe we can play that together. Cause that looks like aliens, ass aliens fun to me. I'll, I'll play that game with you. Will you? I don't own it, but I'll play. It I don't either. Somehow. It's forty bucks. <laughs> okay, neither of us own it, but we will play it. We together might, oh guys, I don't own it either. Oh hey, my gosh, maybe we all should all. Three buy of it. us don't own it, so look forward to Core's coverage of Aliens Fire Team coming soon. Um, some of these guys in the chat. I thought really... the guns looked kind of small in that game, but who knows? Maybe oh, in, in Fire Team. Let's see. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, they're just they look like well, I don't know. I mean, you're, you know you're I mean? like in the Alien, they have the or Aliens, they have those big swing ones. They're like on a bar. Yeah, that, I guess they use this all right. stability. Proof in the pudding. You need to try it. Put it on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah as long but, as it makes that good sound when they shoot, that sounds a little bit like a bird, but a little bit like a gun. Yeah. yeah. What if they have? Uh, it's dry heat. You hear that once in a while. Would that be okay? Yeah, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> yeah, it's a dry heat. Stow that shit, Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. We just watched that for film sack and boy, that's Hudson a fun is movie. such a good character. It's so good. He's just the best character in that whole movie. It's great. I mean, Rip- Ripley's really good too. <laughs> Hudson's uh, Ripley's amazing. Hudson's amazing. Um, and Bishop's amazing. It's an, it's that movie is still so freaking great. Everyone stop what you're doing except for listening to this and go watch aliens with an S. I still get goosebumps every time it gets uh, to the get away from her you bitch yeah. like that line <laughs> yeah. every time still gives me goosebumps every time i hear it yeah and it's good do you say it, it at home good. like the cats in in the bread and you go get away from the, that bread you bitch <laughs> yeah you ever do yeah. that no no but it'd be fun yeah it i'm would gonna be. do it now here i have that handy um yeah here it is bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> uh, you had the whole line no. it's like that you just got that part That's i have good. her just yelling it bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's so good in that movie all right anyways uh the back to the point here uh what was our point oh halo infinite coming this year so watch for that i'm actually very much looking forward to halo i wouldn't be playing this uh co-op anyway so th- none of this affects me and the forge i can wait for because that's just like creative stuff um I just want to play Halo and I want to play a good campaign and I want it to be good. And I have Game Pass, so I have no excuse. So I'm just, you know, get it here. Let's go. Let's get it on. Uh, Activision Blizzard is changing McCree's name, putting an end finally to all the discrimination and harassment in the video game industry. This was the big move, guys. This is it. Uh, Actually, I should say this. Um, My tendency with this story, as it continues to evolve with Activision Blizzard and, and whatever changes they are making or not making and, you know, whatever they still they still seem to be sort of ignoring the demands um and then doing these weird little things um but uh my first thought is like yeah that's real dumb like it's just a cowboy's name like i don't know how this changes anything or fixes anything or if anything just kind of makes it a little a little weirder than it already was like if if jesse mccree not jesse um what's the real guy's name it is oh, Jesse that is his name. Yeah, that is his it, name. That's the thing is it's a hundred percent his name. It's yeah. not even like a slight homage. And that's maybe where this becomes more nuanced than a normal thing. But. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't realize it was I, I guess I just never connected that it was his full freaking name. Um, I, full details on why he in particular was a problem at the company have not really even been published yet. So we don't know to what level. Uh, or to what burning hole was left by Jesse McCree, the real Jesse McCree. Um, but I guess that's enough. Yeah, we know where... that the, the, there's less, we know less than there is to know. Oh yeah, for sure. Across we, the board. We know um, there was 10 John Doe's in the thing. So that, and we got one sort of situation named. So like yeah. 10, less than 10% of the scenario has been revealed to us. So yeah. they may just want to do this because they know why. And we don't. Plus uh, what's their name? Uh, the HR department. Um, it turns out Activision shredded all the documents uh, for some of this investigation, and now they're all in bigger trouble. I mean, it's all continues to be a giant mess. So it's easy, I guess, what I'm saying, as me as a kind of a cynical gamer to see this and go, 
Well done. You fixed it. You changed McCree's name. Next, next giant social issue, everyone. And I know that's not what they're saying they're doing. They know that this isn't some final solution. And so it's a little, um, what's the word? I'm a little, uh, it's a little incredulous for me to go after him in that way. So, um, what I would say instead is fine. Take the little tiny victories where you can get them. Uh, John and I were talking before the show. There's, this might be meaningful to some people, uh, internally, and we're all for them feeling, you know, better. Some of those people are as big a victims of this thing as anybody else is. And I'd like them to have their jobs and get the stuff done they want and have change happen on the ground. So if this is a step towards that, then I guess thumbs up to that. Um, but it is weird how, not sanctimonious, but how it always, these things come off as like, we've decided to do this really hard thing. And that is to rename that cowboy in Overwatch. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Like, it just <laughs> that's doesn't. How they, that's all they know how to do when they communicate. Cowboy Joe. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. all they know how to do when they communicate, though, is issue a press release. Like, if anything, the big event since HGC, since they cancel Heroes. Whenever they have something tough to tell people, they decide to do it in the most impersonal way possible, and that's just what they do. Yeah, it feels like it. Um, like they can come out in BlizzCon or some state, or they could have put a video of a sincere person representing the company saying, you know, talking about, like, it doesn't have to be this way. They choose this way, and it aggravates everybody, and they're not going to stop doing it that way. I will say, I it actually improves my... Um, it improves my outlook slightly, and I'm not sure they even intended to do this. But part of the announcement was, yeah, we're dropping the name. We're changing it. They didn't tell us what it's going to be, by the way, so we can only guess. And we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but they said they're also removing uh, the policy of anyone in the company ever having their name represented in their games again. They're never going to have that happen again. That means no, they're so gonna... They listened to Core and agreed with John. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they had when a I meeting, they're like, John said <laughs> this. We... <laughs> <laughs> well, here's but here's my my reason I find hope in that. That to me is you may say, well, what's the big deal? The big deal to me is this is that is a that is a broader culture thing that they are directly addressing, even if they don't even know they're doing it. Which is this rock star mentality around the company. This is that's the biggest problem at Blizzard. They went from developer nobody knew to making amazing games and now being famous for it to then being literal rock stars who are on stage every year at a giant convention and everybody fawning over them and having to have their own security and everything else. That rock star mentality and that rock star status of developers, designers, writers, whatever they may be, is a huge part of this problem. And a lot of the abuses come from that culture. So if they can stop saying, well, let's put, let's make sure we get Kaplan in there because he's a rock, you know, instead of doing that, treat it like what they actually are, which is developers of games and they make the games and you don't have to jam everybody's name in it just because they had a significant hand in the game. And that to me at least starts to attack the culture. That's the problem, not some surface thing, but actually saying, yeah, we gotta, we gotta change the way we see ourselves internally. And it, and part of that is just avoiding this embarrassment in the future. Surely. But I see it as a little further, even if they didn't mean it to be, that's, yeah, that's what I, it feels like. I mean, I definitely and we talked about this. It might be on the pre-show if you're if you're hearing it or the, the bonus content. If you're a patron patron, um, we talk about it a little bit and uh, I think we talked about it. Well, I definitely am responsible for a pretty cynical take on this. Um, and I, I posted it online. I since deleted it because I definitely got pushback and it was a conversation I didn't really feel like having at the time. 
but um, I, I think it is complicated. Like, I think at the end of the day, there are people who were directly and indirectly victims of this person. And, and that can be all the way to the level of harassment. That can all be all the way to this was a person I respected and admired who did some shady stuff. And, and that hurt me, too. Right. It can mean a lot of things. And if those people feel better by having that name removed, it's a good thing. Yep. And, and it's a positive thing. Just bottom line, that helps. So I don't want to sound like I think this is a zero thing and we should all be upset about it, especially because people that are applauding it are now getting, of course, harassed online because of it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not a solution either. But I do think that. In the same week that we hear about Blizzard shredding documents and at the same time where the employees themselves have put together a list of things they want done and still has not been addressed or even talked about, I don't think it's wrong for people who don't know the inner workings of everything, who can only go off of what statements are coming out of the company going, this doesn't feel like change to me. Mm. I think that's a fair statement and a fair assessment yeah. and saying, saying we're not going to name things after real people anymore. I agree is good, but it's also like, well, we thought about it and we thought being sexist is probably the wrong way to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's also kind of an obvious thing. Don't name stuff after actual people. It's yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> Most of the time it turns out bad. Yeah. So I, I'm ultimately, you know, I feel good about it, but what I will feel better about is if it feels like at some point they take some accountability, because while I understand, and this is the thing I've heard the most, is people saying, but John, the developers who decided to change McCree's name are not the people that are going to make sweeping company-wide changes at Blizzard, yeah. and that's 100% true. I understand that. But the people who could make sweeping changes at Blizzard are going to point to the changing of McCree's name as, look at what we've done to improve this company. Yeah. We know this because they've already done it. They've already done it about removing the spit emote. They've already done it about um, removing the Stormwind Guard, uh, whatever, Afraziabi. Like, they've already pointed to that as, like, look at all the things we're doing. And it bums me out that something that should be cathartic and feel good for the people impacted will later be pointed to as a beacon of, look at what we've done by people who aren't doing the things that the employees are actually asking for. And yeah. that's what bothers me, and that's why I get cynical about yeah, it. Yeah, that's ultimately a main, that's a big, that's, you're absolutely right. I totally agree with that. Um, so, I don't know. It feels like a combination of, this is good for some, and I'm glad but the company's going to use it like it's bigger than it is, and they shouldn't. And that sucks. More on that as we get closer to whatever end result all of this comes to at Activision Blizzard. All right, moving on. This is a crazy story. Check this out. Google, because they want some of that uh, Fortnite money. <laughs> I don't know what they wanted. Uh, they attempted to take over Epic, which uh, is the Fortnite company and makes the Unreal Engine and you know all the things Epic does. Uh, which included buying 10 cents share in Epic, which I think is like, what, 30% or 40%. something? 40 It's a lot. It's not controlling, but it's a lot. Anyway, uh, 
Also, Epic was working to circumvent Google's 30% cut by implementing their own launcher on Android with Google estimating uh, it would lose about $6 billion in revenue. Uh, so it doesn't seem that crazy anymore that Apple and Google, you know, get to take a cut of what is essentially a handheld PCs at this point. Yeah, Microsoft gets nothing if I go install, I don't know. Uh, well, you develop Guild a game. Wars make, 2. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They don't, I don't know. If, if I put Guild Wars 2 on there, uh, nobody had to pay Microsoft. on the internet, does uh, Microsoft get a cut for all the, you know, Microsoft-based downloads on our shows? No. No, you know, but Apple. that, I don't think they can count it. You could, they're, they're comparable only in that they're digital, but one's but it's a content, transmission of data. Like, like we're, we're talking about gates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like we can put gates. Uh, we have rules why gates come at some places and why gates aren't at other places. And that last little bit was more my commentary because I kind of, I, I kind of, I, I have a really this this particular news article really made me feel like, oh, you know what? Epic's got a point. Phones at this juncture are small computers. Like I'm, I look at my Switch and I'm like, this is a console. It's basically a phone with some dead controllers attached to the side. Right, Scott, you have a backbone. It's basically a console when you attach everything. Mm-hmm. Like these, these uh, parlor tricks about what constitutes a PC at this point and what's mobile. There, there. Uh, what's today? August twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. They're all computers. It was true before, but everyone starts needing to know that they're all computers. And actually, Epic has a really good point bringing uh, these buttholes to court because it's the fact that it's a magical phone that can't last forever. That can't be the status quo forever. All right. Well, let me. I mean, let me me throw this Microsoft. Let me throw something at you because this is interesting. Um, This is a deep. This is a deep philosophical place we can spend days in. Um, and I love, sure, I actually sure. really love this conversation. Here, here's what I'd say though. And, and this, this is where I think that Epic is a little blessed than in gen, uh, being genuine here. Um, you're right. And they're right. These are handheld computers. And if you're, and if the comparison is just to say, well, what did we used to do on PCs? Well, that was an established norm. So why isn't it an established norm on phones? That's really the question. And the answer is, well, because there is some value by the user's perspective of what they get with these gated community slash gated or uh, these, these walled gardens that they get with Apple into some degree, Google and others, like what value do they get out of those? And if they do and they're happy with it, then the argument doesn't matter because if you like what you're getting out of that, then you like what you're getting out of that and screw the millionaires. So all of that aside though, what I'm going to say is this Epic Imagine Bo, let's say Bo has, you, you make, you have some, something of a digital foundry you've built. It's an amazing website where you've got a whole bunch of artists that put together a bunch of really cool content, 3D art, animation, music, whatever. And you're like, you know what? I want to, I want to have my own Fortnite skin store. I don't want to use their store. F that. Let's Uh get, I'd like to have my own. Why isn't this platform let me plug my store into it and use it like PCs used to in the nineties? Do you see what I'm saying? It's kind of the same. They have a walled garden too. It's just a garden within a garden. Well, but, there are, there are transactions on on my PC. Like I can install Fortnite here, and I still have to pay Epic for the skins or any or their mods. You can buy aim bots for money as well, even though they're not again they're against terms of service, but it's a service you can buy. Right. Um, the issue is that. It's the history of computers. Computers were a niche hobby. Uh, those of some of us had computers, and some of us knew how they worked. 
and you couldn't really charge people. But then everyone had to have a computer. Uh, we call them noobs. Um, I know that's derogatory in some way, but you're you're a noob if you don't know how to install an OS. If you give me a phone and let me choose my own OS and install it, I don't I don't need I don't need to to have um, a gatekeeper who charges things for transmission. And that's that's just a tradition we've had with personal computing. But it's not the tradition. It's like they looked at personal computing and went, "Oh, that was an error." Yeah, but remember, they're not. Remember, they're not charging you. You're not the person getting charged. They're not charging you for anything. They're saying, "Who's not charging me?" Apple, the platform holder. Oh no, no, no! I know, I know. But still, like, it's a gate. It's still a gate. There's a toll to pay. The thirty percent is a toll. No, yeah, but it's not your thirty percent. It's another billionaire's thirty percent in the the form of Epic. So I just, I don't have a lot of. It is my thirty percent because that's that's what Epic's been arguing. Epic's been arguing that well, the money should go to the developers, and they're also saying we're developers, so our thirty. The tool that we pay as Epic shouldn't go to the the gatekeeper, and like I know it's a philosophical, long winded conversation, but it's just Microsoft's doing fine, and they don't need to do that on my personal computer. So these other companies need to like stop crying. They'd basically. like to like, though. Go cry into your big giant billion dollar napkins. <laughs> yeah, but they'd, they'd like to. Microsoft would like to do that very thing to you, but they can't because that canary's already left the cage yeah and that's what we need like it's just waiting for the right entrepreneur who's going to introduce and it's also has to do with isp not isps but telcos are tied into this that's another gate because well, it's all sure. the phone system is anchored into it if we had a universal standard where we could have a handheld device that would operate over wi-fi and that could utilize the telephone system without gatekeeping like there's they're just wait, they're milking it for all they can, and eventually, I think we get to a point where somebody introduces devices that don't have this. And I actually reading that article today and finding out that Google was also trying to do the same thing. And in my mind, Google was like an open platform, and realizing, of course, they're not an open well, platform. They all they're want it. The same. They all want. And I'm garden. like, they're all working against our interests, essentially. Like, you know, because I don't. Ex- if this kind of behavior happened on my PC, Microsoft did this at Microsoft 11. You can only buy things through the Windows Store on my PC. I would be using Ubuntu. Like, well, I, I'm look, like, oh, he, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but here's like, the thing: like, you'll have you'd have no problem right after the show right now going and spend. You know, you saw a game on Steam. You're like, oh, sweet, I'm going to get it. Steam does the thirty seventy. I spend money stupidly for sure. But, well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying, yeah. hey, you're all you're part of the problem. That's not what I mean. What I'm saying yeah. is, you value what Steam has given you. Steam has earned your trust. Yeah. It's the place you'd rather yeah. buy games. Place you'd rather yeah. be. It's where you'd rather have your collection at. Like a lot of people feel that. I feel that way about Steam as well. Um, I don't. But I do buy direct from developers. I bought Minecraft directly off Notch before it was a Microsoft. Oh, of course, property. I do that too. And, when and, I and can. then yeah. I bought Cyberpunk off of Good Old Games because I knew they'd get all the revenue. Right. I, I, I'm. I, I, they all want you, is what I'm, I'm saying. Lazy. And I, here, <laughs> so here, I like to me, go to Steam. <laughs> but let me get to the main point, which is because everything you've said is 100 percent cool. What I'm saying yeah. is, yes, these gardens are walled. Yes, the per, the the percentages kind of suck. Yes, Amazon, Apple, Google. Uh, parts of Microsoft, uh, if you buy stuff on the on the Microsoft Store, and others are doing this too, including Steam. Like they're all doing it. Where I I don't have a problem with challenging that, figuring out better ways for developers to get more money. I'm all for that stuff. This is not a pro walled garden slash thirty seventy split argument. I'm making the argument I'm making is that uh, Epic's full of shit, and that they are. Uh, not only are they are they trying to play up this idea that they are somehow horrible, mistreated victims in this somehow, 
um, but then also martyrs for the rest of the world. And I think that watching those billionaires argue with these billionaires is just gross. I hate it. Yeah. I so I, it. I'm with you on that. I, I'm with you completely on that. I think I think where I find the positivity in this is that in Epic winning, other people can win that aren't billion dollar corporations is more my thinking. Right. You know, you don't have, like indie development is a thing on the platform because there aren't gatekeepers. Anyone can toss together a website, put their game up and sell it with the, you know, some cart stuff on their site. Like there, there's an accessibility there. Not that we need that for mobile, but the line between what a mobile experience is and what a computer is, is, is doesn't need to exist really anymore for the most part. Steam deck is showing that, right? Like it's put your steam light, light. Like, what do I need a phone for gaming for? Like I get a great, I have a Nintendo switch yeah. and then phone is for phone. And um, if I want it all in one device, great. I don't need the Microsoft or, or Google's of the world world to to inject themselves in the transaction anymore. And so it's like, yeah, I don't really feel for Epic, but where I had my shift was like, well, sometimes who's going to take on Google and Android? It's got to be a big guy. It's got to be someone we don't feel sympathy for. But if some good comes out of what they're doing, and I think it's at some risk to 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 the people who are at Epic. I just don't think they're explaining it or marketing it very well. I really feel like they could do a better job of explaining why this is good, not just for Epic, but actually good for people. Like, I just don't feel they're really putting a lot of effort into presenting um, this information to the population. You know, because right now we're talking about Black Lives Matter and we're talking about trans rights and no more hate raids. Like, I don't think it's a good time for a topic like this, but it, it would be a good topic to say that, like, the way we're doing. Uh, gaming transactions, the way that we're doing mobile computing is very much against consumer interest at this point. And there's no checks and balances for them. Uh, yeah. As far as I can tell. I, I, so. I, I see where you're coming from. I just, uh, to me, it would be like Bill Gates saying, Oh, will someone please feel for how, because my wine doesn't taste as good as it did last week. Will someone please give me their sympathy? That's how, Epic oh, yeah, that's, how that's how I was feeling too. But I looked at this and I went like, I don't know. Like, I think good can come out of this. I think. Yeah. Billionaire wars. I, think, uh, I, I have no time for them. They can all go F themselves. And uh, this information, sorry, this information came out because of the Apple and uh, Epic suit, by the way. Right. Yeah, I assume so. All that discoveries brought out all sorts of stuff, but yeah. I didn't know Google attempted a takeover. That was news. Yeah. Well, they saw them as a threat. And yeah. so they were shopping around. They eventually got denied and that was a company, company secrets. But now we know. Well, there you go. That Google was threatened by Epic as well. Uh, Epic Games also, their store began or has begun closed beta for self-publishing and has 58 million daily active users to Steam's 120 million. Um, it's a pretty decent number, that 58. Uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna let people uh, publish games. So, John, that game, you know, you're going to make that game, the point-and-click game with the, with the guy mm-hmm. in it and the thing he has to get yep. and all that. Remember yep. that? Yep. Yeah, so now you can make that and then put it on the Epic Store, and then you people can play that game, and they'll only have to pay uh, whatever their split is. What is it? Eighty twenty, whatever it is. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how the battle of the billionaires uh, pans out. <laughs> see if it pans out in my favor or not. Um, yeah. You know, I I again, I think. At the end of the day, this isn't really about the news story necessarily, but maybe about the environments <laughs> in general. But like, I, I think I like um, turtles. 
<laughs> I, I think having multiple markets, multiple stores are good. I think it ultimately is a benefit to have competition. I don't think I don't think Steam just existing and being like, hey, we're Steam, we're around, we'll do whatever we want is necessarily the greatest thing in the world. But um, honestly, when it comes to all of this uh, fighting over cuts and who's going to do this at the end of the day, like someone's going to eventually accidentally somehow uh, put the customer's experience first and stumble into making something good somehow. And that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, right now, uh, Epic does a lot of a lot of things good for the customers in some ways and fails completely in others. You know, I all the dear Martha's come from Steam because that's where the good reviews are. You know, that I, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's just one of those things like the Epic store is still incredibly feature light. So admirable that they're, you know having these virtuous battles to our benefit, but they certainly haven't made that store any better with basic features. They managed to put um, new people doing concerts in uh, Ariana Grande's doing a concert in Fortnite. They got that off the ground yeah. really damn quick, yeah. but uh, you know, maybe a little more difficult to put features in the storefront, I guess. Yeah. I don't so, know. Also, did you hear about the Martin Luther King thing they're doing? I yeah. and it's saw like right it and I didn't read it. And I was it says, like, oh, you know, no. by the way, hit, shoot people in the head. It does more damage. And then like Martin Luther King's like, it's just like, oh, my God. It's a, it's one of the most like if they I don't know if I should call it tone deaf. I don't know what to call it. These, these sorts of deals don't get made overnight or in a quick pizza meeting. Like it's something you have to think a lot about and logistically and decide and contracts and everything else how did they think this was gonna go like you're gonna have mark somehow it's a martin luther king thing which I, you know awareness is great it's, it's great a good word yeah, all that no. but it's in a video game where you shoot people in the head to kill them faster go read your history if you don't know what happened to martin luther king like it just seems it seems insane to me it's it's extremely it's just dumb. aesthetically it, all over the place. That's so, all. I, I I I can't say don't. I say do it. Put it in your game. But like, uh, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's, Everybody it's, is on this race right. to win over hearts and minds from people that they they just stumble over the dumbest little roadblocks and stuff like that on the way to do it. They're like, it, they're they're chasing this like internet Twitter pat on the back so hard. That they just blindly walk into danger nonstop. It's and it's like, you know thing. what, you guys? Buckle down, yeah. make the best product you can for the people that you want on there, and actually think about what you're doing, and don't worry about getting an internet cookie every now and then. <laughs> just... Just make something good and people will appreciate it. Yeah. It's the culture thing. Games just can't be sold as games. Games have to be a cultural phenomenon. To you know, you have to. What's your twit, Twitter going to look like? Your engagements? How much? You know, especially Fortnite, right? Like that's. It's what it is. That's why you say they walk blindly into it. It's like, yeah, that's why. It's because you can't just have a game and like this is a cool game. It's got to, you know, it's got to be everything. It's got to have John Wick and Magic Johnson and, you know, <laughs> the Mandalorian. You, you got to have everything. There's a Magic the Gathering Fortnite card set coming out now. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah. Like, they, like they, it's like the only thing they know how to do is, like, cross-promote. Like, it's just insane. It's really Anyways. crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand that that thing's more than just a platform for a lot of people or more than just a game. It's a platform. It's a social platform. It's where all their friends go and they do these concerts and they are pretty cool looking. Like I saw the Travis Scott one and it was rad. Um, 
Uh, oh, Dead Mouse is doing know. stuff in that core spinoff. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. I saw the Dead Mouse. Uh, he's going to have a game in core, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I thought have a game Scott in core, have a game in core? So well from uh, the time he called in that he was going to have him on the show. Yeah, we so had him. He called was... the Diablo show one time, and then finally I got you know the car, the core crossover I've been dreaming of. Yeah. No, nope, we should have happen. we should have him on core to talk about his game in core. We should. We yeah. should ask him how he feels about the Blizzard stuff because he's a giant Diablo guy. He loves that stuff. With our name, we could probably trick him somehow. Yeah. I was on the like, stream. You already we're, agreed. I was, yeah, we're the <laughs> podcast for the app core. Can we do some marketing for us? That's right. <laughs> I was on the stream, live stream. He was streaming his Diablo hardcore character that was like Paragon 800 something. Just ridiculously high leveled character that was a uh-huh. hardcore character and the servers killed him. Something happened and he lost uh, his I know dude. that feeling. That happened to me too. That was rough, man. I thought he was going to go off, but instead he just sort of said, well, there you go. There's my run. and Curl into a ball and cry. Went and put a giant mouse hat on and fell asleep. But, yeah, uh, it's, I, I, I just wanted to say one more thing about it. But, I, oh, yeah, we're talking about Epic Games Store. I forgot what it was. Well, here's Damn the it. deal. I can tell you this, Bo. Count on this. Uh, look, the Martin Luther King Jr. thing, who knows how oh, that will yeah. go. But I understand they're going to have Aloy read the I Have a Dream speech. So it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Because Aloy oh, will be there. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, Aloy. Aloy, everybody. Aloy. All right. Uh, what else? Oh, Pokemon getting uh, Squirtle and Blastoise making the roster perfect in Bo's eyes. How do you figure? No, I wrote oh, that. This, you write I that almost perfect. <laughs> almost perfect. What's, what would make it perfect? Psyduck. Oh, you get in Psyduck. You're done. You don't need anything else. I would take a Mew or Mewtwo, but they probably need to be so powerful. They'd be OP. So I'm OK with so- them not existing, but they needed Squirtle. Uh, which turns into Blastoise. So you get one, you get the other. Yeah. They needed a Squirtle. Yeah. And uh, now Psyduck's really the only one that's still missing. What about but that fish? What's they're going to have hundreds of ga- uh, the, the the Pokemon fish? in here. What's the flopping the f- fish? The fish? Magikarp. Magikarp. Are we going to get that in there? I, I mean, Magikarp would be interesting. The problem with Magikarp is the whole joke is that he's extremely useless for a long time until <laughs> on a rare chance he evolved. <laughs> All right. So... Like if you want to make a you want to make a thing for him, it would have to be like a completely useless character that until you hit a certain level, then all of a sudden became OP right at the end of matches, which yeah. maybe is fun, but I don't I don't know. Hmm. But it's- anyway, I'm happy that Squirtle slash Blastoise is getting at it because that was what I picked as my starter from the original games because everybody wanted Charizard because everybody was like ooh dragons yeah. you know because sure. dragons. dragons are cool depending on which game you're playing yeah. and they I was like well I don't want to be like everybody else so I picked Squirtle and you know what Squirtle and Blastoise that's where it's at yeah Bo do you uh, familiarity with those characters have you equally jazzed as a he's got <laughs> Bo has his dream remember when he used to tell us when we were a hero show and he was like i'm sick of how they're so beholden to the property just release new characters that are different and exciting yeah Bo lives in that world without knowing it now because he doesn't <laughs> yeah, know anything about the pokemon exciting every single time <laughs> it's true it's like getting an orphia every couple weeks yeah Oh, Orphea, the first and only time we're ever getting a unique character yeah. in that game. Yeah, I have no, like, you know, with, with Heroes, it was like, oh, can you please release Bane Bloodhoof? Yeah. Right, you know, and it, I have none of that. Like, I, I do not care. Just release something and they'll try it. Yeah. 
Yeah, just give yeah, them a I kit. I don't know what they are. Yeah, give them a kit, have them run around, do stuff. I'm good. I kind of feel that way too. Uh, watch anyway. Aloy will be in. Uh, she'll be the next Pokemon. Give that a couple <laughs> yeah, months. Just put Aloy. Aloy. <laughs> yeah. I think today's title. You know, is I probably... can see them doing that in this game potentially at some point. Yeah. something like that. Something like. I know. Like I wanted other... to be Geralt though. It'd be that'd be bet the best. Oh, that would be amazing. Like he's just running around going, eh, I don't want to play Gwent right now, or whatever. <laughs> no, he'd be super. No, that's super into it. He's so like cynical, <laughs> but then when it comes to Gwent, he's all in. Like he's the <laughs> biggest. He'd be yeah. the biggest. Pokemon Unite player, and he'd be so enthusiastic about it. Well, I want. The I fish. just imagine Geralt walking down the lane, and there's just a little pile of ash, and he kneels down and picks it up, and uh, burned to a crisp. Feels like a Charmander did this. Uh, little red Tastes footprints like leading off the way he went, and everything. That'd be great. I think you're looking at a Charmander. We're gonna deal. Although with it. now that we're talking about this, I I want. A Witcher MOBA, and I want the ba- music in the battle to be the Gwent music from Witcher Three. That <laughs> like I just want it to be like so cheery. It yeah. would be the best. That'd be great. That'd be great. Oh, I, I will mention this because I saw chat ask about it. It's related to Pokemon. Pokemon Go announced they are not going to lower the spin distance. They are going back to the pandemic level for the spin permanently. They are not making that change. What was the, the only other... reason I didn't put it in the news is because they said more news coming on September 1st. And I yeah. can foresee a world where they have to balance that with a bunch of other stupid changes that they'll probably yeah. put in the game. So I kind of wanted to say that before. But yeah. for anybody that was like me, that was really upset that they were lowering the spinning range. They are they are not doing that. They are going back to the extended spinning range. Yeah, that's how it should be. Uh, that's also where that Jurassic Park game is right now. They're all super extended, and I love it. I've been playing that. Yeah. Let me tell you why. When there's a two-year-old around, all they want to talk about is dinosaurs. You whip this thing out, and you catch dinosaurs with a two-year-old. Oh, wait, there's a Jurassic Park version of it? Yeah, it's called Jurassic Park Alive. You haven't heard of this? No. Been around for a while, too. Witcher one last time. Nah, it's been around for a while. They had that Ghostbusters one. <laughs> now, kinda... you're doing, now you're doing dinosaurs. Now I got the dinosaurs. So the reason I like the dinosaurs one is because the spin distances are, are extended. It, it, it literally brought me to a different game. Well, that and the kid wanted to play with di- dinosaurs. But uh, yeah, it's, it's actually very cool. It's a really cool one of these. And instead of capturing stuff, you have to shoot them with like trank darts to get their DNA. And then you can build them in the lab. And uh, stuff. And there's go. PvP in this and all that. DNA. It's pretty good. I mean, Does it's basically it say that every time you get Dino DNA. No, but like if I click on this one, he's some kind of cat. Oh, Smilami's boss. So this is some campaign thing. I can't get him yet. But like, I can click on this little blue dude. What do we got Wait, here? Are they fake dinosaurs or are these real dinosaurs? No, they're real dinosaurs. They're stuff based on fossils. And then, but but when oh, you have okay. them in the lab, you um you evolve them. And you introduce stuff into their DNA that wasn't there before. So you do have the chance of having some weird shit happen. Just like in the movies, like in World or whatever. Oh, that's some Jurassic World stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's oh, this is Jurassic World Alive, by the way. Uh, No, okay. (laughs) You had me at Park, you lost me at World. Come on now, that first World's okay. It's all right. No, it isn't. No, it's it's not. It's not great, but it's not the worst one. Because the concession they made was that dinosaurs weren't interesting enough for monsters. They're like, well, we have prehistoric creatures that are terrifying, gigantic, will eat people, and actually we're real. We're real things on this planet. Yeah. 
So naturally, that's too boring. Let's genetically engineer one to where it has a bunch of other things that make it way, quote-unquote, cooler. It's dumb. I hate the premise of that movie. I hate it so much. Then you're going to hate and this that first movie. And that first movie is... It's just not good. And every time they're like, hey, it's one of the most like nudge, nudge, nostalgia movies like since Ready Player One. Like I haven't watched a movie that was more like, huh? Like from the first movie, huh? Like than that movie. And the sequel's just bad. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I don't think I watched the third one. Did the third one come out? Uh, No, that's on its way. That's like the back. They're back to the old island again. Um, yeah, that's oh, not. Oh yeah, out they've yet. got Sam Neill in it again, right? Well, he's so Sam Neill's back. So is uh, uh, you should have decided. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum back again. Yeah. So Laura Dern back. And they and they promise they're going to do something in the movie. That's another way you can tell what garbage these movies are. Is they announce what of the original actors are going to be in, and then they also issued an additional statement going, and they're going to do stuff in this movie because everybody got friggin' baited by Jeff Goldblum in the last movie because they were like. <laughs> Ooh, Jeff Goldblum's back. Look, Ian Malcolm. Y'all like Ian Malcolm. He's going to be in this movie. Yeah. And he came out and was like, dinosaurs. And then that was like all he did. <laughs> and then they cut and they were like, now let's follow Chris Pratt and High Heels as, on another crazy adventure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate him. I, that last one was terrible. I, I'm with you. Uh, they should bring Wayne Knight back and the arm of Samuel L. Jackson back. Then you got me. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Bring me in. And then someone needs oh. to say, uh, it's a Linux system and hold on to your butts. And then all the nostalgia will be back. We're, we're now, good. wait a second. If you want to go to some like Cronenberg levels of horror and introduce like real monster dinosaurs, like uh, like um, one of those spitters, I should know the name of them because I'm a big oh, dinosaur uh, guy, but I can't remember. Philophosaurus. Philophosaurus. That's it. And it pops up and like the little frills come out and it goes, and its mouth opens, and you got Wayne Knight's head in its mouth, and then he talks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a movie. I would watch that movie. That is a movie. Yeah. One that doesn't exist, great. but yeah, I'd be all about having Newman back. That'd be great. Uh, um, well, anyway, it's a, it's, you're good, you'd hate this, because you evolve your dinosaurs from their primordial-like dinosaur forms. You then do some... That's the, that's the whole story of the thing, is you're doing some dark yeah. DNA. You're doing and, some Pokemon evolution. Yeah, basically. it's just evolving them. And uh, like someone should make a, a a Pokemon game that isn't cute that it that it's actually these bioorganisms that become crazy bioweapons Jurassic yeah. World style that would be okay and yeah like they're all that. Cthulhuan and like just disgusting and full of warts and uh, adult pocket monsters is what that is yeah yeah, yeah. just call yeah. it that just adult pocket yeah. monsters I'd, and, I'd but make that. it as weird as that like it's like it's a there's a, a barf on an apple pie with eyeballs and that's like you perfect. Know, I'd fight that. Yeah. yeah. Let's get, let's go. Call it Barful Pie. <laughs> Barful Pie is a good name. Yeah. John, um, I was going to say to you about something and I forgot what it was. Me. No, I don't remember. That oh, someone said that we were having Jurassic beef in the chat. I like it. That's good. Oh, that's fine. Jurassic yeah. Beef. Jurassic beef. Yeah. That, you know what? That is a lot like dragon beef. It is, except John and I actually, that's the other things we kind of agree on dragons in a way, but. We we the Jurassic Park thing. I'm in complete agreement with you. I just don't think that second to last movie is utter garbage. And I might be, you know, what I might be doing, giving too much credit to uh, oh Full Metal Jacket guy that plays 
plays Vincent secure- D'Onofrio. Yes, Vincent D'Onofrio kind of brings heft to everything I ever see him do, and he made that movie better. So I probably put too much on that. I loved him as a villain. Yeah. in there, he's good. I yeah. like him, but he also kind of felt inconsequential because he was like just sort of in the background doing stuff. And then he shows up and he's like, I'm evil. And then he gets yeah. eaten by raptors <laughs> and it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it wasn't quite your clever girl moment, but it was, yeah. I, I, it know. felt like the whole premise of that movie was to explain why the dinosaurs don't look like the way we now believe dinosaurs looked in Jurassic park. It yeah. felt like that was the whole purpose of the movie was to get to that one line by Henry Wu. when he's like, do you think that's what that dinosaur actually looked like? We genetically made him look like the way you want him to look. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this movie's existence is to retcon the appearance of T-Rex in Jurassic park. Yeah. Kind of, which they didn't need to do because that T-Rex is so classic. You know, you didn't need to mess with it. The only thing that I think needs retconning in Jurassic park yeah. is how the T-Rex pen works. <laughs> Because I don't understand it at all. Go back and watch Jurassic Park. They park alongside it. They watch a little thing come out of the ground and a goat lay down on the ground. So they can clearly see the ground from where they're at. Uh Then a T-Rex comes and is standing right at the edge of the fence and comes walking out. Then he pushes a car over it and it's nothing but a massive cliff down into the pen. Yeah. Where was the goat? Where was the T-Rex? How did he get out of there? It's a giant hole on the other side yeah, of that they didn't, pen. They, they screwed. What they, there's a word for that in movies. Uh, I forgot what it was. But yeah, there's a term for when they do this. And they do it really bad there. You're right. But you're so amazed I, by that dinosaur. You don't. You forget when you first see it. You don't even pay yeah. attention. It's only on your like 20th viewing. You're like, wait a minute. This thing's yeah, weird. It just breaks my mind a little bit. That and the other thing I've noticed after too many viewings of Jurassic Park, because there's just fun stuff is that there's a part where uh, Grant and Ellie are trying to keep a raptor from opening the door because they just found out that raptors can open doors, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're holding it, and she says, get the gun. And he's like, I'm trying. Or she's, she's like, I'm trying, and she's trying to get the gun. And you've got Lex over there on the computer finding out that it's a Unix system. <laughs> yeah. She's very excited. Yeah. But o- if only somebody could get that gun. But nobody can get that gun. And then you look and you see like, well, what's Tim contributing to all of this? Because clearly he's not helping on the computer and he's not helping hold the door or get the gun, which all of those would be viable options. And he is just sitting there going. (laughs) And that's what he's doing in that scene. He's just screaming and slapping his head repeatedly. And it's the weirdest thing in the world to see. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's bad optics saying, like, hey, Tim, get the gun. But if your life's on the line, you let the kid get the gun. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My favorite moment is a uh, lawyer getting eaten off the toilet by a T-Rex. Yeah. That's a great moment. Never forget. It's incredible. <laughs> I like that you showed that to people. You're like, yeah. Here, remember. Yeah, in case in case anyone forgets <laughs> what I'm talking about. You, don't, you can't see this at home, everybody. But I just I just shared that. And that's 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 what makes a great show great. Just kidding. Those dinosaurs in part still really look good. Oh, they look amazing. That movie holds up it shockingly well. Show, holds up in ways that is uh, unbelievably, I, I, whatever. It's a classic, man. It's a classic for a reason. It's also got the best John Williams score he ever made. All right, moving on. Uh, let's get to the games we're playing, you guys. Aloy, my, just kidding. Uh, let's see. Aloy. Uh, where is the thing we do? Oh, 
Dear Martha's first. What am I saying? Hey, before that, though, it's like cut the green wire. But before that, the red wire. Hey, we're going to do a Dear Martha Steam review or more. I don't know if you did more than one today. Is it one? Uh, it? I have two of them today. Okay, two For today. The same game. All right, same game. Two two uh, things. So this is the Steam Library's uh, personal uh, user reviews, but told through the mouths of an 1800 letter back to Martha. Here it is. My dearest Martha. I present to you now a review for the game Snow Runner. It's like Euro slash American Truck Sim if the road hated you, and the cargo hated you, and the truck also hated you. Yours in this life and the next, Quabbit. This guy's great. I've played this game. Oh, you've got one more of it. So hold on. I've got one more, and I had to do this one because I should be clear that I didn't write this. Yeah. Scott didn't write this, yeah. and Bo didn't write this, which no. means there's a fourth person, at least in the world, that would have written this review. Oh, weird. And kudos to them. Yeah, so. maybe we know them. All right, let's find out. My dearest Martha, I present to you now a review for SnowRunner. I can't pull myself away from this game. My girlfriend is getting a bit upset with all these dirty piss jugs around my computer. I keep telling her that it's the way of the road. She doesn't get it, boys. Yours in this life and the next, Slade. Uh, it's a trailer park boys business going on. for greasy money? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's for SnowRunners. That's oh. amazing. Uh, SnowRunners, I played that game. Do you want my quick review? Uh, the road is your enemy. That review is correct. It hates you, and your job is to drive through horrible snow uh, and take a bunch of logs somewhere important and not fall off the edge or die or get there late or screw up their delivery in any way and do so with realistic physics and driving models. It's a pisser, that game. It's on Game Pass, so if you want to torture yourselves, anyone out there, go ahead and do it for your low monthly fee. But, but yeah, that's a dumb game. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool game if you're into it, right? I'm, I'm not one to talk. I played Car Simulator 2021 today, so look at me. But car what I'm saying, simulator. Or, sorry, Car Mechanic Simulator 2021, mm-hmm. my Car Simulator. Um, so I, I get that I like these chore core games, but the one in the snow is a pain in the giant ass. So good luck playing that. All right, uh, I played. Okay, I played a couple of games I really like this week. I'll get rid of the easy one first because we all know what it is already. But I just want to mention that I played a bunch of Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, by myself, with Kyle, and with Bo, and uh, hopefully with John soon. It's great to return to that game. There's rad shit going on these days. Um, Bo, you have to admit, the the uh, support and take care of that big drill thing was cool, right? Oh, the payload level is awesome. Yeah, it's so it's, rad. It's great. Yeah. It's a very deep rock take on payload, and I loved it. Yep, and that whole thing at the end where you gotta like uh, get through that giant red pearl and and fight stuff off while you do it is all very cool. That just is a good game. It's so good. So anyway, a bunch of Deep Rock Galactic had a great time. All right. I present to you the Warhammer 40K Good Game of the Week. You guys are, <laughs> it's our news segment, okay? Because there's always a new 40 game, or 40K game. It's always coming out. We need a, we need a thing for this. What's our theme? Uh, uh, hold on. Ezekiel. No, that's a kid. And my brain is like, Oh fuck! No, that's not. <laughs> that's not Make it. him both say it, even when he isn't. Yeah, that's not it. I can't find anything good. Here, here you go. We'll do this. Yeah, this is nice. Okay, so presenting.
watching the good Warhammer 40k video game of the day. And that game is the brand new, available on Steam and elsewhere, Warhammer 40k Battle Sector. Battle Sector. Uh, Humble what does Beetle. this one do? So this one, if I had anything to directly compare it to, would be this gets back to the to the tabletop miniatures game that this is all based on more than any other mm. recent game. So this game is like you got your armies, you got a a, a scenario with a bunch of uh, tyranids or whatever you know you happen to be fighting that mission, and they're coming at you, and you've got to figure out how to get them, and you got a bunch of abilities, and these guys have jetpacks, and that guy's got a giant hammer, and those other guys have you know blowtorches, whatever, and uh, you got to situate your armies in the start, and then you have a turn-based battle. So it plays like, you know, XCOM. And the reason I say XCOM is not just to say that everything that's turn-based is like XCOM. The reason I do that is because XCOM to me is a game where you put people in Overwatch mode a lot so that they'll shoot shit that moves in front of their view while you're running past them. Uh, This game has that, so it reminds me of that. So uh, lots of Overwatching, lots of like strategic placement of of one of your squads before the turn order uh, so that you can best fend off a, a wave of these Tyranids or whatever. Um... You play, uh, or right now I'm doing a whole bunch of missions as the Blood Angels, uh, famous in the lore for being the ones that have constant dreams of their deity. I can't remember the name of the guy's name. Anyway, he's gone now. But they carry on the the work or whatever, and they're super valiant and everything. But they also need blood, like more. Like they're kind of vampiric, but not like bite you vampiric. They just need, you know, blood from battle and all that shit. I don't understand. I like it's a bunch of lore I'm not completely uh, you know, up on, but the game dabbles in all of that. Um Okay. Best way I can explain it is you lay out your armies, it's a bunch of terrain, uh, you know, a little bit like a post apocalyptic looking overview of like a civ map or something ish. Um although it doesn't feel like, you know, it doesn't feel like a bunch of geometric shapes, each square or whatever. They 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 feel like it's a big natural area. Anyway, you throw down the different stuff. You go out there with what they call a loadout, but really it's a collection of what squad you're going to take with you. Between missions, you can level them up, give them new gear, you know, do all the stuff you expect to do in a game like this. And then when you start the mission, you get a bunch of really great voiceover. Guy going, the humans have fought bravely for the eternal emperor's life force or all the shit you hear in a 40K game that attracts me in the first place. And then launch the missions, turn-based, go for it, wipe everybody out. Super satisfying. I'm here to tell you, I think this is maybe the best 40K game I've played since the last time I played a good 40K game. And that's been a while. Space it's a, Marine. <laughs> Space Marine was amazing. I love Space Marine. Um, there's a lot of recent good stuff. Like, I really like the... Um, I never remember is the Is it name. like a Necro... Not Necromunda. Um, there's the <sighs> the one with the uh, tech priests. Right. Um, said that one was good. The name's not coming to me, but it is good. Playing. It's very good. I think Kyle beat that game too if i'm not mistaken anyway that's a really cool and again that one's a turn-based game i think these 40k games are at their best when they're turn-based oh, was it mechanus 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 i own that game mechanus and I, I didn't i haven't played it yet mechanicus there it is oh you mechanicus, should play that yeah. game i think i gave you that code you gave me that game yeah, oh, yeah. i'm gonna install it i'm gonna make sure it gets installed i'm playing this yeah game. this is like that cheese grater i gave you for christmas and that showed up in april or something like that you gotta open that thing see, this is why i get so mad about the you know i probably played a ton of black desert online instead of playing this game yeah see oh, i was doing man. something dumb in that 
game. And You'll like that game a lot. Okay. Well, I'm going to play this now. I've got it queued up for install. So, so I would say the difference between this and that, that one's a much more personal thing where your units are actual individuals. So like it's sure. this tech priest with these abilities and stuff. This is like, this is a squad of um, bolters and this is a squad of Valkyries or whatever they're called. Um, and you, you know, you mix and match and get more as you move on to the thing. There are mechs in there eventually and other stuff. Anyway, uh, if you like turn-based strategy and you love that world and that world building that those games are sort of famous for, this is a really rad combination of this. It's not going to reinvent anything. If anything, it's just really true to the source material, but um, it's presented really well. It's voiced really well. The uh, painterly cutscenes are very cool. And not since maybe Dawn of War 2 have I felt this good about a Warhammer game. And I like Dawn of War 2 a lot. And also Space Marine was very good. Anyway, so that's Warhammer 40k Battle Sector, available on Steam for only $39 US, which is what, like 89 over there in Canada. No, it's not quite that. You want to know a weird thought? About What's a weird that? thought? What do you got? If the 40k license policy about video games uh, was back then what it is today, we wouldn't have StarCraft or WarCraft. Yeah, that's true. We wouldn't. Those games would have just been Warhammer games. Mm hmm. They were because that's what they were going to do. Not even yeah. 40K was going to be original Warhammer fantasy games. And, uh, you know, how, I don't know how that decision came down or what, you know, who knows anymore. All the stories. Well, they probably I saw learn. StarCraft and went, oh, oh. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, missed the, we missed our boat. Well, those time. guys, yeah. But like in Blizzard's case, it's like, you know, they just straight up lifted those ideas and made and made their IPs out of it and added their own spin. And, um, but it's you know it's clear that 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 the inspiration is where it is, and for whatever reason, having never even played a single session of of tabletop Warhammer 40k, I just love the games. I love the video games, all of them. Don't care what they're about. I like the one in space where all your space castle ship things are fighting each other in turn based style. I like the Gladius Civ like one that's just like Civ with only combat. That's a fun game. Uh, the Diablo kind of like game, the Martyr game that was really fun. Like I just like it all. It's really cool. So I mean, I, I just pointed out because I know it's not fun to talk about Blizzard right now because of all the things going on, but it is an interesting thought of what would our world look like if the policy uh, gaming world would look like if the policy of making video games based on their property was as open then as it was today. Would, yeah. would Blizzard have been successful? You know, like, were those properties successful because they were new properties or was it simply the gameplay? Like, it's a... It's a question there's no answer to, but it's fun to think about. Well, you remember, like, um, you remember, like, the, the, what am I trying to say? Um, like, that many years ago, nobody made a game that was a good tie-in, right? Can you think of one? Like, a licensed tie-in game from the back in the day? You ended up with E.T. Aladdin. Aladdin was good. All right. You had your outliers. <laughs> you had your outliers. Was, Lion King was okay, too. Rare. Very yeah. rare. Yeah, it was very rare. It was super, super the exception when that would happen. And so I feel like that was still the standard up until like 08 or 09. And then we started to see things change and it became less of a death sentence for a studio to get saddled with something that was licensed. Spider-Man was really good. And later Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Mans were also very good. Um, so they always treated that property really well. Um, but I remember that stinker Iron Man game in 08 that came out around the time the movie did. Ter- terrible oh, yeah. yeah terrible game so that's how it used to be 
Today, we don't think about it as much because we now live in a world where IPs are actually well handled. Um, the MCU is like a grand example of that in film form. But like in, in video games, it's just, you know, it's pretty good. Even the worst of them are pretty good. Uh, tie-ins, either movies or, you know, comics or whatever. So, so yeah, I, you know, I think that, I think that if today was when they were offered one of these and they were a small studio, they probably would have taken it and done it. They would have been one of these hundreds of studios that get Warhammer licenses. So anyway, and we're all going to play that one next year, right? The shooter one on game pass that got delayed. Oh my God. Hell yeah. Was that called dark sector? Dark tide. The tide Tide series is just on another level. 40 K baby. So excited. I just want salt spire in there and that'd be all we need. It's an unlockable space brain. My helmet is too tight, brethren, or whatever. I don't know what he'd say. <laughs> um, all right. So have I said enough of that? Uh, yeah, it's a great game. If you like Warhammer, it's right up your alley. Uh, I agree with PC Gamer. They basically said this is one of the better ones in a long time, and, and I agree. It's very good. Uh, all right. Car Mechanic Simulator. It's what you think it is, and if you played the 2018 one, it's a lot like that, although a lot better looking. Uh, but it's, you know, I'm taking a call. Oh. This guy's Buick needs a new fuel filter, a brand new fan on top of this old V8 engine thing he's got and some weird tire problem. And they pull it into my garage and I got a bunch of tools to figure it out. And I basically take a work order and I fix it up and I send it on its way. And then I do the next car and you get the idea. So uh, car mechanic simulator 2021. So far, so good. I'm going to do a full review on the boop show since it's technically an indie, but uh, the game's all right. (laughs) <laughs> for you know if you like that i don't know most people don't like yeah. it i guess i don't know why i feel like i have to justify these things no, i like these games fine. Justify it. it's popular here in this in this household not right. by me all right it's popular i like that i like the chore cores you guys know how i feel okay that's it for that i did play more uh, humankind old world and civ 6 just as a science experiment so i'm I'm playing Still all those strongest about old world. Well, when I do trifecta. this, I'd say early game. I'll tell you what I like the most early game. I think humankind is rad. Um, Maybe, maybe makes it worth it overall, just in comparison with any of it. It's just got a really cool new way of doing the, the early goings of a, of a four X. And I won't even give it away because it actually feels spoilable. It's, it's so cool. Once you see it, um, hmm. old world, is I think the better long game. I like that game for where it is in time and not trying to pretend like Teddy Roosevelt's the president for 3000 years and that we went from rocks and stones to a rocket. Like I'm not, that's fine. That's fine for what Civ is. It's amazing, but old world, old world, it stays in its time frame, and it's, it's, it's short generations. And I, there's something I like about that. Um, but I, you know, that's its biggest strength. Civ, is still great like it's just a it's the like i said last week it's the language these other games speak there is nothing without civ anyway and um it's so polished now you know five six years into the current game that it's impossible just not to get in and like it it's great but it's a bunch of stuff i wish it did that humankind does and i wish there was a bunch of stuff from old world and humankind and i wish they all just kind of got along and made one giant game together but it's not gonna happen anyway i'll report more on that if i find anything interesting but that's mostly what I played. Bunch of Guild Wars 2, but that's just me getting story done so I can get my damn mount. Um, John, Final Fantasy 2, you beat it. And you streamed it. 
No, I beat Final Fantasy 1. I'm oh. now on to Final Fantasy 2. Sorry. Two, you're uh, in. One is done. Yep. One and done. Out. Yep. How do you want to celebrate? Game. Let's celebrate. Killed chaos. What, what I, do you I want? Oh, you him. killed chaos. Holy shit. I did kill chaos. Is that, I mean, how does that feel? It was, uh, felt good. Um, I got to tell you, story was certainly not the selling point of Final Fantasy 1. It's mm. uh, kind of a weird story. It's kind of a bizarre one. Um, but I was happy that I beat it. Yeah. Uh, my big takeaway from the first one is that it's a lot more D and D than I thought it was, you know, things like spell slots and, and all of that was very crazy. But, uh, then I moved on to final fantasy two and things got weirder. Yeah. I thought maybe we would refine a little bit more towards what I think of when I think final fantasy and we didn't, we actually moved to what would feel like if you told me, that if you go back in the series, Elder Scrolls one is Final Fantasy two, I would probably believe you. Oh, wow. That game. So if Final Fantasy one feels like an early version of what Final Fantasy turns into Final Fantasy two feels like what modern RPGs came from. Oh, and it strangely makes for a worse game. So I, I have come around on it a little bit and I'm liking it more than I did. Initially, very bad, bad first impression with Final Fantasy 2. I was doing some stupid stuff because everything is broken into leveling up individual traits. So in other words, you don't hit a level and roll new stats for your character overall. The stats you roll are based on what you did during the level up. Okay. If you use your sword a lot, your strength goes up. If you got hit a bunch, your HP goes up. If you cast a lot of spells, your MP goes up. Um, if you dodged attacks, your evasion goes up. Like It's all skill-based for level ups, which makes for some really stupid gameplay. Because there was a period of time in the game where I sat there and literally punched my own teammates so that they would get HP ups when they leveled up. Oh, because if wow. they don't get hit because you're too strong and you're killing everything in one hit or you're faster than all the enemies, you need a way to lose that HP. So you punch yourself. And as a result, you uh, you feel better. That's uh, really you more, stupid. You get more HP. That's a terrible it's, idea. It's that. dumb. But you also see how modern RPGs have kind of taken this route. I yeah. mean, it's the same thing as like running around in Morrowind jumping everywhere because you want your athletic skill to go up and you want to be able to jump higher. Like yeah. this is the proto version of all of that. And again, I, I didn't really like it at first. It has grown on me. I did eventually kind of hit a plateau where all of a sudden my characters were very strong again and my stats were were good and I didn't have to do any sort of level up. And so now I'm kind of just breezing through the story. There's definitely more story in Final Fantasy 2. Um, I, I don't know whether it's good or not. It's still pretty basic, but you are getting more into things of characters, you know, coming into your party and leaving the party sometimes electively sometimes tragically so it has gotten a lot better um but it's a it's a very strange game like it is i think definitely sort of the black sheep of the final fantasy series like mm. it's i i know for a fact because i put enough time into three that a lot of the systems and things introduced in two are gone come final fantasy three and don't come back ever again but uh, 
is very different, but I'm enjoying it for its unique feel. Yeah. Well, and um, I'm having a good time with it. I think I'm actually not too far from beating that game. Maybe uh, we'll see. Um, it's kind of hard to to guess where I'm at on it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. And once again, the pixel remaster. Uh, it's not what we're showing on the screen for no. those who are in the video, but um, the pixel remaster version of it is very good. Yeah. Like it's once again recapturing, you know, the essence of what was the NES version of it, but still maintaining the look and feel and working on a high def screen and all of that. So is this uh, the first Final Fantasy game, 2D game that feature like um, sort of realistic portraits of the characters while they're still? No, sort of, what okay. you're seeing is the PSP remake where they redid the art and all of that. Oh, this, that's this, this doesn't really do that. Okay, um, that explains it. So it's it's still a little, you know, it's all pixels and, you know, you kind of see there's kind of character portraits in there, but not not really detailed or or high definition anything. It's still just kind of blocks. Remind me. But uh, they put in a lot of characters. I by the way, uh, just for a note for my playthrough, I let the chat decide on who got named what this time. Yeah. Everybody decided to keep the names from the last game, carry them over. So we have John, Scott, Bo, and Ben all going on an adventure. But this game got extra confusing because the character they decided to name Scott (laughs) disappears after the first battle. Oh, man. He's no longer in the party. And this game has a second character in it named Scott who then died and <laughs> confused the hell out of me. Cause I was like, wait, Scott died. Why did we name that character? If he was just going to die. And then I found out, Oh no, it's a second Scott in the game. There's two Scots now. Yeah. So, uh, that's just my unique experience because chat's messing with me, but, uh, we're having a good time. And Bo is a very pretty lady in this one. Oh, so. Hey Bo, do you hear that? Mm, pretty lady Bo. He's muted right oh. now, but oh, I'm sure muted? he's very not excited about it. Oh, I didn't realize I was muted. I, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to explore my feminine side. Yeah, me too. You got the hair already. You're good. I want to explore. I honestly think side. that's why they picked that character for him because most of my chat, when it came time to vote, just said the hair. So that, yeah, that's you have to be long hair. You're a girl, and if you have short hair, you're a boy. Yeah, isn't that the rule? Science. Yeah, science. Yeah, just the way it works. Can't explain that. All right. Um, oh, also, it has the single best line of any Final Fantasy. I know that this name is unique because I picked it, but there was a line in there where uh, a character, the character of Ben, just said, Ben speak beavers. Ben speak. And, oh, uh, right. I saw you post that. <laughs> I, I think far and away that proves that it has better storytelling than most of the other Final Fantasy. Clearly. Ben speak beavers is pretty good. I have an actual line from your playthrough. Let's see if we can hear it. I'm here to kill chaos. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Great. No, Well, we did that. Though. Yeah, you did. So, chaos is done. Was that an epic showdown? Was it like everything you'd hope? I beat him pretty easily, honestly. Like, it was the first, like, fight where I actually felt like I was doing stuff in a while. My chat accused me of being way overpowered. I don't know how that happened. I just played. I just played the game. Yeah. But they were like, ah, you're just too overpowered. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I just played the game the way I would play it normally. Uh, but it wasn't that hard. Yeah. Um, chaos was pretty easy to kill as a matter of fact really as that's yeah. not doesn't bode well for their new 3d outing that they're working on it looks like shit. well 
That seems to be based on Dark Souls. I have a feeling Chaos is going to be substantially harder to kill in that game. Mm, I would I would hope so. I expect more challenge. Yeah. All right. Um, well, while you're not killing Chaos, you also got that uh, missed uh, Xbox uh, slash Steam release. It's everywhere, actually, but I guess it's on Game Pass is the point. Yeah, I didn't even know that they were doing a remake of Mist, but apparently they were. And, uh, you know, it's not the first time they've done it. There's been Mist, and then there's been True Mist or something like that. And there's Real Mist, and the game keeps coming out. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a huge fan of Mist. It was one of the first games uh, I ever played. It was the first game on CD-ROM that I ever played. It came with our CD-ROM drive that we installed in the computer. Yeah. And uh, I'm just a huge fan of this series. And it's kind of cool. Like, they have uh, they have made everything 3D, uh, which is almost a perfect decision, except for one thing. They have removed all the full motion video from the game, and I'm a little upset about that. Yeah, uh, but if you were... Okay, I, I'm with you, right? Give me the cheese. Give me the original cheese. I'm with you. However, yeah. if it was 1993 and we were putting Mist out for the first time, you and me and our little company making Mist, we would not do full. We would not opt for uh, full motion graphics today or full motion video. Rather, we would render out a character, right? Yeah. So, so why you love it, and I love it for the same reasons you do. It's like me arguing this, the original Thundercats is good. You know what I mean? I know it isn't. <laughs> But I sure like watching it. And that's how this is to me. Like, of course they would do it different now, right? right. Yeah. But but it looks it doesn't look good. It's <laughs> my brain wants to see a real person there, Scott. And it's just a weird 3D model of a real person. It's like it's like if all of a sudden I came to the show and instead of you the like Apple 3D avatar that existed came up and was like, hi, everybody. <laughs> like, yeah, it probably looks a lot like you. Yeah. And it's modern and it's going to talk and it's going to sound like you and it's going to do everything that you do. But there's going to be that part of me that's like, but this isn't Scott. <laughs> this is a weird 3D avatar. Like, I don't like this. Yeah. So I don't know. It might have been an up res thing because who knows, you know, what those videos would have to look like to be put into the 3D world. Sure. Like clearly it's a technology that they have. But when you blow it up, at, you know, you want 4K, like who knows what that turns into for these old, you know, donning of CD-ROM technology looks like. But yeah. I miss it. I definitely miss it. They do keep all the original audio in, which is good. And there's an updated look to a lot of things in the game that I, I really like and a lot of intuitive ways that you interact with things. Uh, I said I was just going to try it out just to see it because I actually kind of want to stream the game. Mm -hmm. And I wound up playing through uh, an entire age going into the second age. But there's a neat thing um, that they've put in it. You can actually mix up the solutions to the puzzles. Yeah. So if you're one of those people that for some reason remembers what the puzzles were instead of what, you know, the actual method of solving them, uh, you can do a randomizer on the puzzle and all the solutions become random instead of the same ones that they've been since the game came out in the 90s. So I might give that a try and see if I can solve it. 
See, look at that. You've got the live action stuff in there. It's so cheesy. It's so good. Everybody's like squinting when they're looking in the book, like the light's too bright on their face. And they're just like, yeah. ah, you got to bring me the red pages. Ah. So it looks like they didn't change it till this version. So they've had, yeah. there have been multiple versions, 93, 99, 2014. Or no, sorry, 2000, 2014, and then today. So this is like the fifth time a remake of this game has happened. Um Miss 2000, you could do 3D movement in that thing. Like, that was like full on yeah. shooter movement. Yeah. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Of course, yeah, 2014's I, as well. I've played yeah. original Mist. I've played real Mist. I don't think I played the Masterpiece Edition. Um, yeah, that was the 2014. But I think I, I think I own it. Um, I just love it. Uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those games. It's like the, the closest thing I can compare it to is, uh, it feels like playing an escape room mm. nowadays. Yeah. Like it, that's what those games feel like. And I know that's kind of the idea of a, a puzzle game. Yeah. This, this one that it's on now, this is what it currently looks like. And it's gorgeous. It looks, it looks really good. Yeah. You know, it, it looks solid and it's a very pretty game. It still sounds good and uh, they've done a lot to it. So, you know, wow. I'm excited to dive in and play more of it. <laughs> the, uh, Sorry, I'm just noticing the tree tech improving greatly over the years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. we were shitty at, t- at trees back in the 2000s, early 2000s. Trees have come a long way. Yeah. Long, long way. That's super rad. All right. Um, I'm jealous of that for some reason. I need to play it. All right. Uh, you also well, played. It's free on Game Pass. You and Bo have been playing Hades. Let's have a little Hades round uh, round table here real quick. Why are you guys back into this game you told me you beat and, and had to uninstall uh, or whatever? I got into it because Bo was playing it and i wanted to play something and because yeah. final fantasy servers were down and Bo yeah. was playing hades and i was supposed to go play something else for this show and instead i went and played hades but <laughs> i i guess the only thing i really have to say about it uh that is kind of new is i decided to start a brand new play through to see just how it went okay. going in fresh but knowing what i know mm-hmm. And I was able to get to Meg, and then she still killed me anyway. So it wasn't; it didn't ultimately turn into something really great. But uh, it was kind of fun to go back and all of a sudden feel really like hampered by the whole experience by mm-hmm. losing all the buffs and power that you gain over time, but still knowing the mechanics of the game well enough to to get far. Right. Well, that's cool. And though. within, I, I think, like, I think it was my fifth run, I got to Elysium. It's called Elysium? The third area. Um, yeah, Elysium's the third area. Disco I got Elysium. to Elysium on my fifth run in the game, which felt like a, a real win. But that was where all of a sudden the lack of power that I had accumulated through other means was really felt. Because I had a phenomenal build. Things were going really good for me. And despite that, things just were not dying. And I was just what is going on and it's from all the secondary things that you earn over multiple runs that i didn't have nice uh bo how's your experience coming back to your well, old friend so i was good i was interested in the deep dungeon in final fantasy 14 mm-hmm. so i resubbed on monday yeah um and then the servers were down because they do server shut down monday night in the evening here in north america <laughs> you just i just couldn't play i was yeah. like okay I guess I'm after all that effort. I'm not going to play your game. Yeah. So that I played. I was like, I felt like a roguelike experience because the deep dungeons, a 200 level, kill the monsters, do it. Uh, you know. Sure. Kind of roguelike, completely disconnected from your main progression. You start at level one. It has its own item, very basic item system. 
Is that and then the I was like, thing, well, I, I, I was in the mood for something like that. I'm like, well, I still haven't really technically finished Hades. I still have like open quests to do the epilogue. There's still lots left. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, uh, let's play some Hades instead. And then I realized, oh, man, I think this was a bad idea because this is probably way better than anything Final Fantasy 14 has on offer. Hmm. And then I went back the next day to Final Fantasy 14 and I was just like, man, this game really sucks in some ways. It, the deep mode sucks. It, this is after playing Hades. It feels so bad because it's like, you know, slow and not actiony, and, you know, like, oh. And I realized in Final Fantasy 14, when you get hit, you don't get any audio or really visual um, indications in it. It's very invisible. I made it through 20 levels and then I, I last, I got killed by the, I got one shot by the boss, but I don't even know what. It just kind of like did 600 damage to me. I didn't, and like, at least in World of Warcraft, there's, you hear like a chunk or like a metal hit. Like you actually get some feedback about when you're getting hit. And I realized in Final Fantasy 14, you get barely any feedback about taking hits. Like it's, it's actually really, it was really bad in this mode because it was hard to tell how much damage I was taking. Anyways. I also found out it has hidden treasures where you have to stand in a spot for treasure that's invisible to reveal it. And I was like, I'm out. So I wasted $20 on a sub. <laughs> you did not have a good time in Final Fantasy. And then I went right back to playing. I've been playing Hades all week. So I'm just like, well, I should just be playing Hades. This is what I was looking for. So um, I don't think it was a waste. He he used my referral code. And now I have the fist bump emote. And I'm yeah, pretty, well, that's big, good. pretty damn got, happy about yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. At least we got something positive out of it. And who knows? I may pick it up and play it again. I mean, I just I get salty about it. But it's... You know, there's, there's, I mean, there's the just game, better. There's better games to play. That's the problem. There are I games am not I would the biggest play. fan of uh, Palace of the Dead. Um, it's it's not my cup of tea, even though I've done it a couple times. I kind of feel like if you could take it's just not good. If you I, could take Palace of the Dead and you could combine it like the good bits of it with the good bits of Torghast, you could make something genuinely good between the two uh mmos uh, i yeah. just don't think either one of them do it like it's it's a very specific flavor but also people playing final fantasy there's a lot to do in that game and you kind of have to let them find their thing and bo's excited about it so it's like i'm not gonna tell him like nah don't bother it's garbage oh, no. he might no. actually like it so i yeah i was like yeah I, go I, for I, it I, yeah I, I don't i don't feel you should have said that <laughs> I'm, I'm okay to see for myself it's just yeah it wasn't I should have watched a video or two and find it a bit more. <laughs> I was, I just, I wanted to go in fresh. I was like a single player roguelike experience. This will be fun, and it was just not. I think Hades had a lot to do with me feeling that way because I went from Hades to playing that, and that's like, you know, having cocaine and instead of taking cocaine, doing salt. Or <laughs> You're salt. not wrong. The pacing it's, it's is going like, to be very different. Yeah, the pacing yeah, is glacial, but it isn't. And like Torghast, that was my problem. Torghast, same kind of thing. It's, it's just huge and you know it takes forever I mean, your tab target target seemed interesting but i didn't like the mechanic of the rewards were not related to the game it was related to outside of stuff like i re- and i really just wanted it to go in and play the Torghast. like i wanted it to be a mini game or a standalone game it's what do they call it it's a platform yeah <laughs> i wanted to play a, a game on the final fantasy platform and i wanted to play a game in the world of warcraft platform and that's not what they've accomplished and to my satisfaction anyways so Hades scratching that itch though so you're good oh it's so good i'm back the music's great more games should be like this yeah this game's this awesome. is why i'm like i look at these like seemingly high effort but really low effort gaming experiences and i'm just like 
No, man. Like gaming can be raised to the level of an art form. I'm playing Disco Elysium. I'm playing Hades. I'm like, I don't have to waste my time with this, like, you know, this this um, this con game of seemingly high effort, low effort content. Anyways, not to get back. Here you go. There's a little music for you. It's a great soundtrack. Such a good soundtrack. That game. Yeah. yeah, I do and, wish more games were like dynamic that. Dynamic soundtrack. I like dynamic soundtracks where it's the same song, but they remove instruments based on the mood. You know? Like, yep. mm, love it. It's funny, though. As I hear this, I can almost hear him walking up to like one of the gods going, Yeah, I'm going in there, Ken. What do you guys think about that? I'm going in there. <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, I they give the him... voice acting in that yeah. game. The, uh, the weird politeness. He goes up to people he's like, Hello, sir. It's like, it's like one god talking to another god. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... I didn't see you there, sir. It is and odd. <laughs> it's like, you guys didn't talk like that. It's very so odd. Good. But the art direction's amazing. Everything about it's great. So, again, our hat's off to Hades. All right. Uh, let's move on to Bo. Uh, yeah. You made Master League in your gotcha game. How's that? Yeah, how's that I made going? Master League and Pokemon Unite. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here to tell you, don't bother trying. If you've been <laughs> trying to climb on the ladder, in fact, I'm here to tell you, maybe don't play Pokemon Unite. Whoa! Um, Man. It's a fun game. It's good. If you want to pick it up, it's free to play. You got a Switch. It's great. Maybe I'm just burnt out on it. But um, it took me getting to Masters to realize that the game is is very poorly designed and <laughs> that's a lot of time to figure out if a game was badly designed well so i can fl- clear i said com- this last week with almost no play time i feel quite yeah. proud of my yeah. uh, extreme listen on- hang on it, 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 it's, the game is a moba it plays pretty well for a moba it's fun i'm just sort of being a little extreme um I sort of had a monkey on my back getting masters in this game because, you know, I, I put a lot of effort into getting masters and heroes, never made it. And now that this game was new, I was just like, I got really, when I get really determined to do something, I get kind of, um, intense about it and focused. And, um, and so part of it was just fueled by wanting to prove something to myself or whatever, uh, and, and doing that. Um, but the thing is the games on your way to ranking up, to masters are better than the masters games once you get to masters it's like worse than beginner level games because no one gives you can't fail out of masters you can't de-rank out of masters uh so no one cares anymore no one tries it's actually like just way worse and you have really good players up there but they're like goofing around and trolling and like just the game qualities and i already was getting frustrated about how few people would do the right things like strategically on my way up, it, it I'm like, I have to stop playing it. Matt, it, you think, oh, I get to Masters and now I'm going to play in some highly competitive games. It's going to be great. Like you get to Masters and it's just, you're back to a quick match is essentially what happens. Mm. And this is where the poor balance of the game lies is that it's one of those things. It's fun for a little while. Hey, Zapdos, you can win the match on a Zapdos. You'll be losing the entire time and win Zapdos and win the game. Uh, once you've done that for a little while, it stops being a strategically compelling uh, pr- proposal. And I have 300 games or more in there, maybe 400. Um, it really is just a coin flip, you know, and, and I wasn't seeing it on my way up because when I got my wins, I'd be like, sweet, I'm getting my wins and we won. 
but now that I've played for a little while, they need to release new maps or just change the game. Like, I really think I should just not play this game again for the most part. But I may come back for season two if they change things up. Yeah, uh, maybe they'll maybe it'll be a big balance patch. My guess is guys like you are all hitting this now. And they got my $50 or maybe a little more, maybe more on the order of 60 So You know, I bought. I bought the Pokemons. I bought stupid boosts that didn't do anything because they ripped me off, essentially. Um, <laughs> Had a real good know. experience with it. So that's what it sounds like. Yeah, but it was an enjoyable game. Money well spent, whatever. Like John said, it was a 70, you know, I got 40 to 60 hours out of the game. That's an $80 proposition. That's completely fine. Um, but. Yeah, I just think I'm. I guess what I'm saying is I'm done with it. I, I don't think I would look at this game as like a long term MOBA thing. They're just, they're just one too many things. They're not. I think they're going to be focused on releasing Pokemon and getting money for the Pokemons, and they're not going to be that concerned about the sports side of the thing, which is really important. And uh, that's yeah, where my head's at. To right those now. players, for sure. Okay, let me ask you this: If you're not, let's say you're done. All right. What's your next Switch mm. game? Is it going to be waiting for that uh, Metroid deal or what? What's your plan? Switch game? Um, I don't know. I'm playing Rabbids. I actually bought Rabbids on sale for like 20 bucks. Oh, that was awesome. Speaking Rabbids. of XCOM, that's a really fun little XCOM. Like, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And so that's my like, I'm going to bed. Let me play a little bit of Rabbids uh, kind of deal right now. So that's been my, that's what I've been using the Switch for. Um, I may still play some Pokemon Unite. I, it's It's still a fun game, but like, I just all this. I had a lot invested in like the strategic side and learning about it, and I'm like, you know what? It's just clown college. It's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it's fun, but like, don't go too crazy. Like, you know, how to be the master rank of this thing, or how to be super good at this hero. Like, hey, just play and whatever. Who cares? Yeah, um, it's just a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Hades is kind of taking over my brain, and of course, I'm still playing Sea of Thieves and Disco Elysium. I just don't have anything new to say about those games, but I have a rotation right now, and Bat- a Deep Rock Galactic is is falling into that rotation. Oh, I have a rotation yeah. of high quality games to play yeah. that are not new and shiny, but that are enough for me, honestly, at the moment. So, yeah, uh, yeah. more Deep Rock Galactic. I was telling Bo last night when we were playing. I'd love to see them. St- stretch their um their ideas a bit and do a game set in that universe that isn't necessarily just to follow up to this like i want more i want to know more about this like high elves galactic and it's a bunch of elven drug dealers (laughs) that have to go around and collect drugs from weird realms and (laughs) (laughs) to harvest them yeah like what is that world what does the larger world look like is it all dwarves like i want history and um nuanced story and i think that speaks you know to the game's quality of world building. I love how it makes me feel. And I know most of it's goofy, like goofy, stupid one-liners and jokes from these dwarves and everything. But there's something about that universe. I want to hang out there. They need to improve the, the, the narrator guy. There's the guy who, the mission yeah. correspondent. Yeah. Like for some reason, he's not a dwarf. Isn't some he, reason I thought he was a dwarf. Like, Isn't he a dwarf? I thought he was. I mean, he's probably a dwarf, but I, yeah, he doesn't he, sound bad. Okay, maybe he is, but he's definitely not like, you know, a caricature of a dwarf. He just sounds like, a, hey, guys, how's it going? I, you got a mission. There's a drop pod coming. Like, they could do more. They could give it the, the StarCraft II co-op commander's treatment and get some real personality on that on that guy. That's what I, think I, I, I talked about that on a stream recently where somebody was like, ah, yeah, the dwarf must be Scottish. And I said, you know, it's kind of true. Like, it's unfortunate that, like, 
all dwarves have to sound Scottish, but then if they don't sound Scottish, you're a little disappointed. Like you kind of don't. What about Itali- Italian Italian dwarves? Well, yeah, sometimes they just edge their way into Italian on their own through magical means. I think. Uh, oh, but I mean, no, I don't mean my bad voice acting. Oh. I mean, I, I mean actual Italian. Like, hey, give me, give me, give me my mining equipment so I can get into the rocks out of here. You dumb door. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like I I'm I all about beer. getting away from the stereotype, but as soon as you describe it, I'm like, yeah, but what if he was Scottish? Like it's just it's just always better. Well, I'm a look, dwarf and I like on my rocks. <laughs> like on my rocks. Hey, I got a I have a, an answer on this. Um, I searched around the forums and Reddit and Steam uh, boards to see if I get an answer about who the Mission Control guy is. Here's what I found. This guy asked, does he have a name? Is he a riveting character in the game? Blah, blah, blah. This guy replied and said, interestingly enough, he may not actually be a dwarf. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he references a document in some interview or something. um, Ambiguously human. Oh, no. The Deep Rock Galactic uh, Tropes site has this, and it's also part of their website. Anyway, um, human, uh, that he's ambiguously human. Deep Rock Galactic itself, uh, according to the website, they have long relied on dwarves when it comes to dangerous vehicles. excavations Excavations. i can't freaking talk today um (laughs) this implies that the company itself is actually run by humans mission control is never revealed to be a human or a dwarf as well when update eight landed uh they added the leaf lovers special a beer maligned for the workers because it implied to be it was implied that it was brewed by elves uh the description says this is only shipped to please management so this might imply that elven management is mission control so they could yeah, be elves. Didn't they talk about elves at some other point too? That like they do foresty stuff or something like that. I could have sworn I've heard about elves in Deep Rock Galactic. Like them talking, like quipping about it or something. Yeah, like some implication that they do. They do a different job in that world, and because yeah. I, I feel like we made the joke of what if we, you know, what if that was their follow up game? Yeah. yeah, like I want this game that I that I mentioned. Like you got to go to a foresty planet. And then you got to get high on one type of drug in order to find the second type of drug. And then crazy monsters appear that, that you know, and that aren't actually keep, there. Keep it's just you're you get a third drug and a, just fantasy drugs, but fourth drug that makes like you surf on tentacles and, you know, uh, you drink from waterfalls and, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, just what I like. I just want something weird and crazy, but also a four player co-op. Yeah. game that is mining resources and shooting weird things yeah and uh so really the same it. game just skin it is what we're looking for yeah i don't know half the reason i like deep rock is because you're literally in deep rock i love the caves i love that feeling of being down deep it's into the true thing. it's really cool all the right the light the way the light works and how important of a mechanic it is is what really makes that game what if sure. what if there's a follow-up where you are elves and your job is to go collect the, the 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 souls, which can be converted into magic of the dead dwarves that been that have been digging those those asteroids oh, for all those years. So you got to mine dead dwarves. You're yeah, just, it's like, there's like fifty dwarves stuck in the rock. Like oh, this is the site of a horrible accident. Yeah. Dick, 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 you have your little robot yeah. go up and dig them out and bring them down. <laughs> or you, I guess you're taking the souls. So you're like. <laughs> Oh, the other thing I was going to say, this is the first time Bo had seen some of these, and this is only my second or third time seeing these new changes to the biomes, to some of the gameplay modes and stuff like that. Um, Real quick on the biomes. biomes Oh, they're so cool. I think there's two. It's the one we were in that had all the the thorns in it. And that whole place is just animated and crazy. 
And a lot of times that's in a cave and that cave is caving in all the time and just shaking everything. I think you were there for that one game Kyle was in where it was shaking. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, and then the other one I forgot, I think it's the swamp biome. And that one's nuts. I don't even know if we did that yesterday, but. No, I haven't seen just that. Just I only saw the, the one, the tentacle place. Full of bugs that aren't like normal fight bugs and lots of like goo on the ground. It's a crazy. <laughs> fight bugs. Anyway, they've just really supported that game and I think they deserve all the credit they get. I think they're. They made I think they've improved them. the farting sounds too. Yeah, the farts are great. Oh, and there was. Oh, was behind me. Bo, watery farts. <laughs> Bo, uh, I got. I uh, saw two things. Greg for Walkman in the chat captured the fly flying across your face. So I'm going to make a gif of that later. That's oh, number great. one. I'm under assault right now. Like I, I know. I've been watching it. My favorite was when you cut from gameplay footage and it came back to Bo and he's just going. <laughs> doing this well i want to go nuts and start smacking down because the the sunshine's gone so they're not hanging by the windows now they're like there's a light there they're starting to just yeah they want to come to your computer i've got to like once we're done with the show i've got to try and either kill them or eat them get them out yeah well they like the hot air so if i open the door a little bit and shepherd them like lamb to the front door (laughs) they leave the house (laughs) it also works i love it it's an escort quest that only you should do today so good luck yeah my my i know what my message at the end of the show is gonna be oh do you already oh this is awesome all right well uh, let's do this email real quick so i can hear it that's a good question here's an email sent to talk to the core at gmail.com from jasper he says hello core fellows jasper hard time here i don't know if that's your real name but i love that name jasper hard time anyway it's a really great name it says here's a question uh for you all has there ever been a game that changed your life? If so, what and when? Or no, what and how? Signed, Jasper. Jasper Hard Time. Um, so I thought a lot about this. Uh, and the easy answer could be, you know, I could say World of Warcraft. I could say a lot. There's a lot of things I could say that were, that were pretty significant, um, you know, vertices in my life. However, probably the biggest was a this is going to sound weird to everybody is a game called Crazy Climber okay it was made published and made by a Japanese company called Nit Nitton Butsu or I don't know how you say it but I always remember their name uh, being hard to say <laughs> anyway Tongbutsu yeah it. it's a really weird name anyway they made a game called Crazy Climber and my dad was at the time buying arcade machines and putting them in arcades that we ran here in town he also had a he had a, he had a cocktail version of an arcade machine in every pizza hut across the entire state from the tip of North Northern Utah, all the way down to St. George, we had one in every pizza hut. Yeah. Uh, and that has its own stories. I'll tell a different day. But anyway, um, one of the games that we got in cocktail form was this crazy climber game and it had two joysticks and you climbed a building with these joysticks, like real hands going cluck, 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 up and down like this kind of opposite of each other. And then moving it over when you had to move over to windowsills and moving this way and you had to dodge bird poop, eggs, guys throwing pots out their windows, electric uh-huh. signs with their wires waving around and they would touch you. Yeah. And you try to get to the top, get this helicopter and get out of there. And it's, you know, an old 8-bit looking, you know, ancient ass game. Came out in like 85, 4, 6 maybe. Well, I don't what's even it know. called? What's it called? Crazy Climber. With um, K or C? Uh, C. They haven't figured that out yet. They haven't figured <laughs> they out their case. They weren't cooler. there yet. Yeah, they weren't quite there. You're not. You're not crazy until you start switching up the letters that you spell things with. Yeah, 
Okay, here it is. Crazy Claimer Arcade game. I can show the chat a little bit of this. Okay, but the thing I'm super curious about is how this changed How this changed my life. life. So that's yeah. the part I'll get to. <laughs> so as you can see, chat, very rudimentary looking game. Like we thought it was all that back then, but it's just, you know, real simple controls. Graphics Did they repurpose this into the Spider-Man game? Because this looks an awful lot like the Spider-Man game. Um, I wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me because this had a, a bit of a following, even if it wasn't super mainstream. There, you know, there's a whole documentary about like the best score in the world. I mean, there's, a, you know, in this game, so it's not like it's unheard of. But, you know, I know a lot of people haven't played it. Um, but here's where it changed my life. And also, by the way, I do think that that Spider. What my point with that was, Spider-Man probably did, yes, get some inspiration from this mechanic. That would be my guess. But who knows? All right. Uh, anyway, what was my whole thing? Oh, why well, did this? Why was this life, life changer exactly? Okay, so uh, super hooked on it first of all, and I loved it. And I got really good at it. So I was basically just clearing levels like a madman. Nobody could compare to my score. Had the high score on the machine that was in the house. And all my friends and all my family, nobody nobody could quite beat my score. There's that bird taking a shit. Anyway. And eggs, too. It does poo and eggs. I was going to say, it looks like he's just squirting ketchup and mustard on you. I mean, a little. But again, it's like 80 whatever this game came out. 80 whatever. It's very, very rudimentary stuff. All right. So the life changing part. Uh in the summer of, again, probably 85, um, my dad decided to do a contest where whoever got the highest score at the arcade that day on a number of machines, um, by the end of the day, they would win some huge prizes or whatever. At the time, it was like digital watches or some bull crap like that. But the prizes don't matter. Some of it was cash, I think. But he did this whole thing about you know to see who got the highest score. My brother Matt got the highest score in uh, Battlezone. You know, the vector game. Yeah. And uh, I got, oh, there's like a Donkey Kong type character in this thing. He's passing him. forgot about him. <laughs> is he shooting oh. a gun? No, What's he's, he I don't know what it is, like armpit juice or something. I don't know what he's <laughs> doing. Like okay. Something like that. Um, ooh, he's, this guy almost died. All right. Anyway, I got to stop looking at this guy play. Uh, so I entered in this contest and I'm, my dad's like, well, what are you going to play? And, you know, there were things like Joust, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, whatever. And I'm like, I think I want to do crazy climbers all right you sure yeah okay let's do it and i ended up destroying like 30 other people that were older than me which i thought was pretty cool just wrecked them in this game and the reason i found it life-changing is because that was the day where i went oh this is a this is a hobby where i can actually like compete and have fun in a way that's like almost like sports in a weird way it's like i almost had my first esports experience but it was mine and I don't know, it just stuck with me. So ever since then, the the tournament where I won that stupid, ugly watch, which I wish I still had it just for last, but this terrible old Timex thing that we gave away, I just thought I was like the bomb. And it changed. It just changed my confidence in games, maybe. Maybe uh-huh. that's a way of putting it. Um, so that's me. That's a very long version of a very boring story. Let's talk to John now. John, what game did you play that changed your life? So I actually think uh, a good example would be one I talked about earlier, Myst. Um, mm. It was a game I got when I was very young, um, probably younger than the audience for that game should be. And it trained me at a young and impressionable age to change the way I thought about things. Um, it, it kind of challenged me because I beat it when I was a kid. I beat it when it first came out and it was not easy to do. And I spent a ton of time doing it, but I, I really wanted to try and, and learn it. And 
you know, solving puzzles in that way of I do X and that impacts Y and I need to understand how that relates to Z and putting it all together was a type of thinking that wasn't natural to me at the time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't how I approach things. And that sort of analytical style, um, I was never very good at up to that point and I had to develop it and getting good at it playing mist. It ended up being something that I have kind of taken through my life. And that's how I approach a lot of things, a lot of problems. It's like, okay, well, you know, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And, you know, examining cause and effect as a method of getting to a solution, that is all stuff that was built on the back of this as a skill, and it's a skill that I developed directly from playing that game. Wow, that's a good one. I like that a lot. Bo, any uh, any game? Hades with Aloy. Dungeons and Dragons, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can count I mean, that. Let's count that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was young. It was someone's brother wanted to DM a bunch of kids, and just this notion of... A world full of rules. Like, I guess that's what's, what it, way it would have changed my life is I then became a person who wanted to buy rule books and understand complex rule systems that, I mean, this was the 80s, you know, uh, it was only things that, you know, special people did. We can say nerds or we can just say, you know, it started, <laughs> that changed my life and that it set me on a path as a thing that I would spend time doing much to the confusion of pretty much everyone in my family. Like, there was no nerd. My uncle's really into computers, but there was no nerd on that level and certainly started causing, you know, problems with, with the, with the dad and okay. stuff, right? I you can't know, let's go it. work it's on cars. Right yeah. oh. oh, sorry. So I just, I just, <laughs> not Anyways, that, that. <laughs> D&D. Yeah, D&D, sorry. And John, John, the, the, that might be the game that changed my life the most, but the hair that changed my life the most is John's beard today. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do anything with it. It's just for some reason it's really long right there. Yeah, well you can trim it. I suppose, right? You could. Let's trim it. Oh, you got a little trimmer with you? What? Oh, we're doing a lot. I got scissors. We can do this. This is old fashioned. Okay, watch. Don't cut. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Soft. Yeah, soft it. I don't know what to do with the hair now. It's going on the floor. (laughs) Feed it to the dog. Feed it to the dog. (laughs) Push. Put it between your cheek and gum. I hear it's a good, good chew alternative. It's better for you. And you absolutely won't ruin your appendix. I need to shave in so many ways, but you know, we, (laughs) all I have to do is, all I have to do is, uh, take, take kids to school. I don't get out of the car. My wife works from home. Like we don't go anywhere. I think you just have a few essentially in quarantine. There was just like a little, there's a little place right here where your whatever your genetic hair messages are a little stronger right there. Yeah. It's real strong right here. I wish it applied in this area too. (laughs) It's all aim in the South. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this one (laughs) spot. This is it. I love it. I'd even be okay if it just was a little stronger in this area too. Well, so I just forgot about something. I got to show you guys this. I'm going to put my head down, headphones down for one second. Hold on. forgot so if you'll indulge me this maybe had even a bigger impact on me than uh than uh crazy climber did and that is uh i got hired by data east oh wow uh, through my dad it was all kind of an arranged thing this would have been 82 yeah so i'd have been like 12 13 and uh they let me design the the marquee so, oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah. So, chat, Locking this is place. real ugly and old. This is, you know, a long time ago, but 
Oh, wow, that's awesome. So it was, I don't know if you guys ever played Lock and Chase. It's a kind of a failed uh, Pac-Man ripoff. But at the time, we were pretty excited about it. Um, but basically, yeah. there were cops instead of ghosts. And then this dude in the car is you. And your goal is to go, uh, yeah, you guessed it. They're coins instead of dots. Um, but it had this cool um, uh, jail system where you could lock one of the cops between two electrified beams or whatever. Oh, and interesting. Okay. So that's on there. So that had some stuff uh, that you could do. But anyway, these were printed, like screen printed and everything. And I don't know, six, seven hundred of these they were, were made. They were, they were to be installed on the machines. Like yeah, the and, they, and they were. There were a bunch that went out. It just didn't succeed very well. Plus, the game crash happened like the very, what, year and a half after that. So it kind of went to shit. But, but, but at the time, this was on top of 700 cabinets. Pretty cool. That's awesome, awesome dude. Yeah. That's super cool. So that's the one. Because that one I love those go. instructions. I love those things on, on the arcade machines. I know. There's, well, I mean, another one we could all say Heroes of the Storm because it's what brought all of us. Oh, here there you go. Today. I like that. Heroes of the Storm was where we all came together and formed this unholy union of uh, yeah. robotic I mean, parts. I just didn't say it because I thought it'd be too easy. <laughs> too, too, it's too on the nose. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. I'm glad we found that game and found each other. Even if it's in a weird place right now, it still is, you know, it's a great starting point. And it's still the best MOBA on the market, in my opinion. That's a whole <laughs> yep. separate thing. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, if you want to have questions answered like this big, long one we did here for Jasper Hardtime, you can send your emails to talktothecore at gmail.com. That's talktothecore at gmail.com. <laughs> that is the check, name check, they put on yeah, there. Yeah, that's what only fans. Yeah. I need... <laughs> I need Jasper Hardtime to t- to tell me if that is his need his real name because if it is I'd like to celebrate it. Um, did they? Did I hear that there was a rumor that today uh, OnlyFans said, "Now nah, we're going back to the porn now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. They, 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 they were they were reneged. I think is the word on the thing. I think it was to get attention the whole time. You Turns think that when everybody's reaction to your thing is well, then what's the point of the website? Uh, maybe you should rethink your business practices if you have to try to explain. The difference between what you're going to allow and not allow to a bunch of people, like, eh, probably. I think they knew what they were doing. I think they were pulling a let's get to the top of trending bullshit. You re- I, now that you say that, because I'd like to combine thoughts about, that Bo said and what John just said, which is they. It seems insane that so much of 90% of their revenue through that company is porn it's, or adult it's content. It's like Pepsi saying, it's like Pepsi saying, you know what? We're just going to sell other drinks and no longer cola. Yeah, so like, that's, that's a good. <laughs> oh, JK, everyone. JK. Just, just kidding. I've only just, ever heard OnlyFans use in the context of porn. I've only, it's like, today, if they did it all, it's, it's a troll. This is what needs it's to happen. Today, Bo shares this hat with me. Now we're both wearing it. John, you need to wear this hat believe in our conspiracy theory that this was just to get attention for only fans i don't know i we're I talking think, about it on this show <laughs> i think there's probably i think they probably legitimately did get pressure from banks to drop that content i i genuinely think they did yeah and and, it, but, and maybe the rest is a happy accident or they could you know it's a it's a pile on after that oh Oh wait, Majuro says they tried to change for Apple to get on the App Store, and I some um, some was it Majuro who posted that? There's breaking news as of a minute ago. Apple's going to let developers accept payment outside of the App Store. Oh, when did that happen? Oh, like, just well, maybe a minute that's ago. why they One changed their ago. opinion. Boom. Apple was like, you know, we're going to let you take payment outside the App I Store. Put the link like, in our disc- the Discord. We're back chat. to porn, everybody. Yeah, back to porn. Wait, but that means Bo Bo, you're 
They picked all this that up means- live. You did it. Good job. What's now that? Google needs to do it. Uh, let's get Amazon to do it. Steam. Tim Cook's listening right now to our live stream. He's yeah. Like, Shit, Bo's right. All right, let's switch it all around. Yeah. Uh, hey. got a notepad that just says, Missed, Pokemon Unite equals bad, walled garden. Uh, he's just taking just notes. Like, of course, seems to be the only show that's got the right answers. The three hosts are so smart. That's pretty good. All right. Tim Apple or Tim Cook. Good luck. Tim Apple. <laughs> I read it because the chat wrote it. I wrote Tim Apple down there, which is famously a dumb thing Trump said. Um, all right. Where are we now? Oh, the reason I brought all that up is or I wanted to talk about that more is OnlyFans. It finally seemed like, oh, if they're going to take off all the porn, I could finally start like a Frog Pants OnlyFans. And not, <laughs> what are you going to put on it, Scott? Well, just it'd be fan stuff. It'd be like doing a Patreon or something. We'd be like, hey, only here are you going to hear me sit and talk about how much I loved car mechanic simulator 2021 or whatever like yeah, exclusive content exclusive like access. anything else yeah like newsletters yeah. or anything else so i'm because i've always liked the idea <laughs> of newsletters. To do that. but but now <laughs> newsletters. but now like they're if they're gonna just go back to the other thing well then i'll it'll be weird i'm not gonna do it it'll be weird yeah you know because it's like it's kind of tainting for the tainting for a, uh-huh. a you know a non-porn brand to be like yeah and i got an only fans yeah where i just read from shakespeare but books and it was like patreon is it really the non-nudity version of only fans i like, thought isn't patreon, that patreon offered well patreon i guess in effect i mean patreon predates only fans but Patreon in effect is that, but I thought Patreon let you do whatever you want. You just can't put certain stuff on the public page. I think well, there's they some do, standards. but it's sort of like okay, it's sort of like how you know you Google when you want to know like how to how to cook shepherd's pie. Yeah, <laughs> but you Bing if you want to see a shepherd's pie. <laughs> I don't know what that means though. Help me. Shepherds. I don't either. I just said it. <laughs> right. It's not a euphemism. Bing for porn. Uh, yes, for I'm saying stuff. that. Like, yes, they could probably allow that on Patreon, but that's not the platform. That's not what it's known for. Only fans is known for like that's where you go for nudie pictures and I, pornography. I so think, that's where you go for it. I think it started out that way. I think it probably started out as a Patreon competitor, and then they they're like, oh, sweet, a lot of money from porn people. Yeah. Okay. I mean, John basically made me nervous to look up Shepherd's Pie. And they got chased off of Instagram. <laughs> I think Instagram was a big place for where people could monetize porn. It might still be. Well, I think you Instagram's do, a big one. You can't and they do got, porn. Might have got chased off you can't of do it. public porn over there. Um, no, no. Private, there's, there's private access on Instagram. Oh, I think, like I've okay. heard. I, I've heard about it in interviews. I haven't actually used it myself. Um, but... If they were trying to clean that up, OnlyFans might have been a safe haven for that kind of stuff too. And because you know, right? Well, uh, yeah. The important thing is, the important thing is uh, Scott's <laughs> OnlyFans will be opening next week, and you can <laughs> listen him listen to him read his nudes letters. I saw one. I put it up on Twitter. Somebody made a George Costanza one. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. That's you hilarious. That? But you're not really going to pay for it. That's oh, so good. No, hell no, I'm not going to pay. But yeah. I love it because the name on OnlyFans is, we find it, it's Only Costanz is the name of the character or the name of the entry. And of course, the header picture is him, you know, posing for Kramer or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Portrait. And then the penis joke, which is, uh, see me, see what I look like when I wasn't in the pool. Like, 
<laughs> you can go subscribe for four ninety nine. I just think parody accounts are some of my favorite things ever. So yeah, yeah. pretty good. You're probably making some money off that from people who appreciate that. Probably, probably yeah, yeah. I don't think it's actually Jason Alexander, but whoever it is, good luck. To I, you. you know what? I hope it's Jason Alexander. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What else has he got to do right now? Go for it. Making OnlyFans. Call it Only Costans. Oh, it's so good. All right. Uh, that's it. That's emails. That means we're done. Talk to the core. Gmail.com is the place to send your questions, comments, thoughts, and things. So keep that up. You can also support us and what we do at patreon.com slash core show. Head over there. Check out what rewards you get, including content today that you won't hear on the regular podcast feed. Only through that will you get it. Patreon.com slash core show. And there's no nudity there. So for some of you, that may be a turnoff and I may have lost you. Anyway, whatever frogpants.com slash core for everything else it's gonna do it for us for me for john for Bo. oh wait before we leave uh a thought of a piece of wisdom something from john john what do you have uh i make a mean shepherd's pie i'll bet you do i'm so like i'm afraid to look at like urban dictionary and look up shepherd's pie i am sure it's something terrible it's just it's a food I know, but he made it's a, it's a potato shepherd's and meat pie outside the pants or inside the pants? <laughs> no, you eat it. It's delicious. It's not getting any better. It's just getting worse. All right, Bo, uh, words of wisdom from Bo. Yeah, I got some words of wisdom. Take out your garbage on garbage day in August if you don't want 5,000 flies in your damn apartment or house. I can't Bo. believe that's what happened. I love that story so much. All right. Uh, look for a cool fly gift coming later of Bo. And yes, please get rid of your garbage. I don't want to see you on A&E's uh, Hoarders series. That would be bad. All right. <laughs> Canadian Hoarders. All right. Uh, we're out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for watching. And just for being you. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.